Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. This Hello. is the 10th of Hi. November. Remember, remember the 10th of November. There's another shitty podcast on today. Mm-hmm. That's how the rhyme goes, if I recall correctly. Yeah? Yeah. Mm, yeah, thought so. Yeah. As quoted by George Washington. Indeed. In his famous speech atop the hill, before he was shot Joel. by a man on the grassy knoll. Uh-huh. Gandhi. Gandhi. Right. Gandhi shot him down. You know, I, I I don't think Gandhi was there. I think you're misremembering no, that's, that. I mean, that's what... Oh, I mean, yeah, that's that what we the, were taught, right? That was the, uh, the Civil War. I thought ah, it was yeah, yeah, that was it. War. Yeah, totally, totally true. As uh, Lincoln shot him down. Yeah. yeah. I always get my history mixed up. Gandhi's like, the Confederacy is amazing, and Lincoln's like, fuck you. And yeah. that's basically how the Civil War happened. And, and the I vampires mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure that that's how it happened. Oh, and then the, yeah, and then the communist army came out of the sewers, right? They had been underground for a really long right, time. Yeah, the rat men. That was World uh-huh. War yeah. One. God. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I get so confused. Everyone knows that Lucky Lindy flew the Spirit of St. Louis across the Atlantic with Amelia Earhart, single-handedly ending the Civil War and causing the uh, boycott of Chinese fish. I thought it was the Wright brothers. That's what the I Wright thought. Brothers, the Wright brothers were the guys who invented the hula hoop. Ah. Whoa. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't know that fact. True, true we learn so much on this show, honestly. We do. we do. You should go to your history teacher and tell them everything you just learned. <laughs> yeah. Try to paper. I got D's in school. <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah, waiting for a follow. It was like, D's nuts. <laughs> ah. But it friendly, I just wasn't on point enough for that. Welcome to the Crop Show Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games coming up in the show. We'll be talking about the games we've been playing this week and mostly about BlizzCon, I think. So don't just gotta sit there just feeling left out. I think that was the plan. Okay, I that's read lots plan. of stuff. A, so I can I can plan. sort of be involved. Yep. Yeah, this is like the people who have Overwatch stream. Mm-hmm. I Except... don't <laughs> Except that <laughs> you know, everybody but one person. Well, you didn't Overwatch. go to BlizzCon. They knew you weren't oh, going to go. Oh, please. Oh, PLZ. <laughs> As if uh-huh. everybody at BlizzCon got beta keys. They didn't. We did. We all got beta keys. <laughs> no, you didn't. It was super secret, and they didn't yeah. want to, They didn't announce it. It's true. Absolutely. There was a card. There was a card in your bag yeah. that said, keep this a secret. You're getting a beta key. No. Yeah. Ooh, no. <laughs> it happened. God knows. God knows you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? You're, you're like, oh, oh. You look like the people on like the benches <gasps> in L.A. What? <laughs> it's the people like you drive by in L.A. on the benches. They're just like the bench oh. people. The bench. <laughs> like, and you, you can even tell come from a cold place, and you're like, man. No, they're not in oversized not... sweaters. Man, am I right? Shady. They're not cold though. Shit. They're just going through like drug problems seriously i don't know why you're insulting the bench people they held a brave resistance against him. the communist rat men that appeared from they the did. sewers in the Listen, dark times everybody the else people. fled to airships they were the only ones who stuck around and fought yeah that's how we I'm got out, out of our, our lives wielding actual benches 60s. as weapons they yeah. fought to the last man Listen, I'm not insulting them. I respect them and all everything they stand for. And if I were probably, one of them, your parents probably fought with them, Crendor. If I were one them of them, the I would be in the same situation. I'm just saying, she looked like one. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all I'm saying. Can I just, can I just say I want that all taken out of context? Like, <laughs> just, I'm just saying. She looked, looked like, like one. one. <laughs> she looked like one. She looked like one. I don't know. I'm just saying. She looked like one. Mm-hmm. That oh doesn't. My. It doesn't matter what that goes with. I just want that little clip. <laughs> so can I point out the a text message ringtone, yep. guys? Absolutely. So can I point out the best reason to go to BlizzCon was, of course, the stuff that you could buy there this year because they really knocked it out of the park yeah. in terms of crazy, awesome, weird shit. Look at it. Oh, yes. Oh, the- so cute. Cinder Kitty. Yeah. Oh. The waving Cinder Kitty. They uh, they actually branded those as like walk uh, as like Blizzard imports, and the everything on the front is in Chinese. Everything I on believe. the back is in poor English. It was amazing. Yeah, they deliberately <laughs> did that. So I mean, they had a full like really expensive, nice like Warcraft Mahjong set that you could get, which was like two hundred and fifty dollars awesome. or whatever. But no one knows how to play that game, so no, nobody does. Have they ever made a. Uh... <laughs> I assume they've made a chess set. They actually haven't. Yep. Uh, have they, they? did. They, really? Yeah, when? Uh, it was it was Diablo. It was all the angels and demons. When oh, did that wow, happen? That sounds cool. Two Blizzcons ago? You really? Can, I, I've never seen that. Look it up on eBay. Diablo. It was sold out instantly. So. Yeah, I imagine it would actually, be. Oh, yeah, that's right. They I still have the that. pieces, just not the board anymore. But you oh, can go shit. on the Blizzard store and find the pieces for it. Mm. But they don't have the board. That's pretty cool. The pieces I, uh, look super cool. Yeah, Diablo, they're cool. Yeah, there are some really, really good things. Like they, they did the um, the Tracer statue this year, which I know was sold out in about five minutes. I uh, yeah, that is. How what? big was it? Um, oh. Jesse has one. I have one. Yeah. Why don't you, you know bring it into the frame one. so people can actually see it because it's <laughs> tiny. Because oh, nobody cares. Oh, for God's sake! I constructed I additional pylons. I could literally go <laughs> into your room now. You could. You could come in here and model it. You should it do it. Do it. Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. I so, always like to invoke weird things happening. So Thanks. the pylon has two <laughs> USB ports because, of course, it is a power field, so you can power things with it, which I like. Hi, how's nice. it going? Do you have a Vespine I told gas you it's one? so hot in here. It's way warmer than my it's room. It's burning up in here. This this is weird. I'm Show not okay with ma- seeing them oh, in the same God. place. Show them the mallet, too. The Hobgoblin Law, like, court mallet. That's my favorite. That's not a BlizzCon branded at all. <laughs> it's look- there you go. There, there's your tracer. Tracer here! And the bottom cavalry is supposed to, It's supposed to power on. Something it something cavalry. Aww. It's super broken. I got it and it was instantly broken. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wanted the uh, Reaper statue, but I don't think like they're done with it yet because they were showing it at the at the showcase, st- the, and it looked like it was unpainted and kind of incomplete. So I guess yeah. that's something they're going to do at some point. Yeah, just making as many uh, as, as many statues of those characters Roger as possible. Because I mean, I'll be honest, I'd probably <laughs> buy most of them. Yeah, cheers, I did- love. Cheers, love. Buy uh, my oh, yeah. fucking statue, you wanker. Cheers, love. Uh, here. Wait, like little boy. <laughs> I, like I also have Zergling oh, yeah. Slippers. I got the Zergling These Slippers, These are the too. best things in the fucking universe. They're amazing, They are but unbelievably like... impractical, but they're the best. Yeah, you, like, try walking, and they, like, keep, like, hitting each other. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna trip. And that, if you if you move fast, they do this, which is great, and <laughs> it scares the shit out of my cats. It's wonderful. Yeah, my cat was attacking them. Yeah, it's, it is possibly the best. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're huge, like, they're... Look at the size of these things. Like this is where you put your feet, and everything else is just extraneous. It's yeah, unbelievably like, impractical and great. What happened? Nothing. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm gonna do it 
was talking with a Sam, and he said Dodger's fake British voice is what Tracer is. Kind of, yes. Yeah. The she... best Tracer voice is the little boy from the cinematic. She is love. Cavalry's here. Best voice. Dodger, do your fake Tracer voice. No. She is love. The Cavalry's here. That's see. That's not <laughs> anything like it. It's not even close. I know. It's nothing like it, but it's exactly yeah. like it. Sam said so yeah. too. You, Dodger, you've got to buy some of these on the website because these would terrify the shit out of your cats. Um, they're just yeah. amazing Zergling slippers. Aww. Just awesome. They're slippers? Yeah, they're slippers. Because, yeah. because I'm an adult, uh, I have some of those that I'm not using. So if you'd like them, Dodger, <laughs> I can give those to you. <laughs> I'm feeling they won't In fit. In my Gundam set. I have pliers and tweezers oh my in my God. Gundam set. We'll do it. We'll, we'll figure it out over the I'll break. I'll do it later. Yeah. I'll do it later. She's obsessed with. Here's there's the a, problem with it. No, because there's a there's the section with the switch the in it has reason, like yes, some it has plastic stuff in there. The reason why is because the battery pack in the tracer statue is like it was shipped disconnected, right? And so it doesn't power the base, which is supposed to light up. Mm -hmm. And so the only way we could get it to light up was by like smack, like mashing stuff into it to keep the switch. Look, Weird. look, it was a problem, and I didn't want to complain. Because I was just happy to have one. <laughs> I think we can fix it, Jesse. I think we can fix it. I did some electronicy stuff in my day. God bless. This will be fun. <laughs> this office is going to be on fire in the next ten yeah. minutes. It already is. It are, it's like twelve thousand. As you can tell with Dodger's high quality streams, he's <laughs> a professional electronic stuff. Not with computers. Look, I don't. I don't know. The that doesn't really count. It's not the same computers. thing. But I can I can rig up some dank LEDs. Nice. <laughs> Your typical dank LED instruction. Yeah, you manual. know, you know. I made a I made suits for a dance show that people had to wear that lit up. That was pretty fucking cool. I like I had, how uh, everyone everyone's like all over their bodies. Q Dodgers Intel unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm oh, doing. Can't open a box. Stuff. <laughs> oh no. I got that second one to work eventually. I didn't. My second one was super. <laughs> they had to simplify it the next time around because you broke the first one. <laughs> you can oh, give it no. to me, Intel. I know how to do it. I can, I can do it. Oh, oh yeah. uh, pro well, never mind. <laughs> yes. Never mind. Yeah. So, so that's BlizzCon swag for the most part. Might as well yeah. talk about BlizzCon first and be highly exclusionary to Dodger, who was not there for some reason, because she's a casual. Yeah. Yeah. Typical casual. Hang out like this. Yes. You casual. <laughs> oh, that's like that. I went to a BlizzCon once statue. Yeah. <laughs> that time I was there long ago. So cute. I, I BlizzCon once. It was awful. Next. <laughs> no, last year's BlizzCon was fucking awesome. This year's BlizzCon, I thought was gonna be shit. I'll be honest. Like, I was convinced going in it was gonna be a boring well, year. Well, yeah, because there's gonna I be no major go, announcements. Because pretty much but then, everybody across the board was like, I mean, it'll be okay, but we're all just gonna be drunk, so who cares? And then they like announced stuff for everything. They did, for yeah. Diablo. All good they stuff like, for the most part. Yeah, they were like, oh my god, check this stuff out, and it was all awesome. Um, mm. first off, here's the storm. Uh, Chogall is the funnest shit to play. Yeah. Friend or and you I played him. You guys played it together? Multiple yeah. times. And it's basically it's the first time I've ever seen something that started as a joke years and years ago become something really fucking. Do you fun. have a video Isn't of it, it up yet? Joke, right? uh, I have it on, on my Twitch. Pods. Yeah, on Quendor's oh. 
this is what I'll say. Watch it at your own peril. Crendor managed to break the game, like break the computer <laughs> as we were playing. So a good deal of it is Crendor trying to fix the damn computer. But, so they um, let us stream at like the the Dark Moon Fair streamer booths, and then uh, we went in and we're streaming, and the computer is broke. broke. The computer? No, Ouch. it was fine. It was fine that you <laughs> broke it, and you had to get Trixler and and Brandon and everyone to come in and fix it for you because you broke it midstream. You uh, giant. <laughs> And then in the background, you just hear, like, Linkin Park being like, Yeah, the entire video is just Linkin Park, like, But it's great, because we're singing along, we're having fun, but, um... Yeah, so it's all in, yeah. it's on my Twitch VODs. Go to twitch.tv slash Crendor and go to my VOD, and it's the last so, one I have So, for those who don't know why you're freaking out about Cho'Gal, can you, like, explain it? Because I know a lot of people in chat don't play Heroes. Yes. So Cho'Gal is uh, a two-headed ogre. He is pretty famous in the lore of WoW and, and I guess, Warcraft in general. And what they did is they made him a two-player character. So one player is Cho and one player is Gaul, and you both are on one character. And you have uh, Cho, who moves around and has all the physical abilities, and Gaul, who's the mage, who has, like, all sorts of the, the magic abilities. And... It is the craziest shit I've ever seen. It's so it's much fun. It's kind of like one person's a permanent abather on the yeah. guy. So does that mean that your team only has four people? Like four yes. physical yes. characters? Yeah. But, okay. but the so balance is... I, I want, that, was going to ask yeah, that too. The balance is that your character, Cho'Gal, is super powerful. Right. He is, uh, a good example is everyone knows Nova. Uh, well, if you know Heroes or you know StarCraft, you know Nova. And Nova's ability in Hero, one of her abilities, literally is just like, if you are have a little bit of your life gone, she can just murder you. Like a flat out, she will just snipe you. Yes, yeah, uh, That does not work on Cho'Gal. She can barely do half his life. He's like, what up, haters? So yeah, he's it's like great. tanky um, as shit. Yeah, and uh, he can do bosses solo. And what we discovered is that then you can put Abathur on him as well. So you can have three characters <laughs> on one, like three players on one character, which is... I need to try this when it goes live. Yeah, it's no crazy. Um, the way it works is that only people who are at BlizzCon get to be Cho'Gal for for the time being. That's not a right. permanent thing. And what yeah. happens is the more you play, if because it's a two player character, if I invite Dodger, for example, since she wasn't at BlizzCon, the more she plays with me, she can unlock Cho'Gal. Yeah. Well, and, and so, like, like only only one person has to have it, right? In order right. for two people yes. to play him. Right. And so as what will happen is when you play, if I select Cho or I select Gaul, a little thing will pop up on the bottom of the screen like, this player on your team wants to be Cho Gaul. Will someone else be the other half? And so the other players on the team can be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And it will pop up on their screen and they can, they can join. And so it's it's really, really fun. It's crazy uh it's a character that requires some coordination because one of his abilities if you play as troll you roll out like kind of like you're bowling you roll out this this dark rune ball and then gall has to explode it and so you have to be on the same page when you're using that or you're using your alts because sometimes no names i was <laughs> playing with someone no names and when, I would play, <laughs> when i would go to use my alt which was like you fire all these dark shards and you get like you you fire a bunch of them, but the turn radius is really really slow. So if you miss, you're screwed. Like you have to line it up and fire because if you start to turn, it goes like bah, 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 and you're you're done. Well, 
if someone playing Cho decides to charge into the enemy <laughs> as you do it, that means all your missiles are firing the wrong way. And I'm not saying that happened every damn time, <laughs> but it happened every damn time. Why didn't you just wait to use it until after I charged in? <laughs> because when you charge in, oh, you silly goose, because we're outside. <laughs> we're outside of the battle, and so when I fire my missiles in, it does a lot of damage to everyone in that group. Instead, you charged into the group, which negates the ability of having a ranged attack. So yeah, I'm like, but then I gotta do my damage too. Gotta do my damage. It's not all about uh, you. Yeah. So, so Chogall was a lot of fun. It is a really silly, really trolly character, and I can't wait to just mess around with it. They announced uh, two other characters. There's Lunara, who is a um, dryad. Is that what she is? Yeah, she's a dryad. And uh, she basically. A pretty plant centaur lady. Yeah, yeah. Right? She's like a lady centaur, but I yeah. think they're dryads. She for people. And her abilities are all poison based. And she's a ranged uh, attacker. And she's very, very cool. Um, I like her much more. She doesn't really have a get out ability. Like, if she's she has no run or no Z ability, she has no mount. But she hops 20% faster than normal people, which is okay, but she has no escape. And, um,. That's why one of her alts is like a super jump. Like she can just jump out. Uh, the next one is Greymane, which is the Warkin leader. And his yeah. ability, Krendor played him, so I, I, I did not play Grey him Mane. at all. So Krendor he can probably like, He is really mediocre. Like I feel like he needs to either do more damage or take less damage. Because like for... It's so like you're uh you start out your gray man he's kind of like Valo where he's just like boom boom and he like shoots his gun and he can throw like a flask potion thing that damages people or uh, he has something that's like speed up your attack so he's like fires faster but then his E ability makes it so he turns into like a bear druid from WoW except and then, a yeah except it's a wolf and so then in that mode you can like. I think your Q, like, dives at people, and you, like, swipe them, and then his W, like, attacks faster, too. But the thing is, like, the transition between both of them, is like, doesn't feel smooth, or it feels really weird. And when you go back and forth, like, you take damage really easily. Like, people just, like, are, oh, he shifted into the bear thing. Kill him now, because you, like, can't get away, and you're just like, well, shit. Do you just and say then... the bear thing? <laughs> Or yeah, well, Q's in the like, name Worgen, by the way. It feels like Not a bagging. bear. No, the thing is, it feels like a bear tank in WoW. That's okay. why I keep saying it. It doesn't feel like I'm a Worgen. And then you have an ultimate that's Oh my like... god, I'm sorry, I just saw the Master Greymane skin, and if that is not a fucking spitting image of a witch hunter from Warhammer, then I don't know what is. That is <laughs> really similar. Yeah. And oh yeah, then there's a he has an ultimate that's pretty much Warwick from League of Legends, yeah. where you jump on someone and he just like mauls them. And if you kill, yeah. yeah, and if you kill him, you can like go on to someone else. So it's like a an assassinate type thing. Holy shit, Ringmaster Greymane, where you turn into a circus lion. That yeah. is kind of great. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, I'm trying to think what else they in. Oh, and there's a new. There's going to be arenas arena. now. So yeah, so tell me about this arena spikes. mode because oh, yeah. this actually this arena mode. Well, I mean. It doesn't, because people are like, oh, it's like Smite. Well, it's like, yes, but it's, it's what I was seeing. Sillier. in the, it's Yeah, it seemed like it was a lot sillier than that. Like, how does it work? Yeah. So we did not get to play it. Um, it just didn't exist on the show floor. Uh, maybe it did, but we didn't get to actually play it. I don't, was it on the show floor, Grendor? Do you know? 
I don't think so. I Yeah, I think it was just the new characters. I could totally be wrong, though. Um, but the gist is, at least from what we saw, it um, randomizes um, what heroes you get. I'm sorry. Like, hang on. Hang on. I'm is does Chokal carry the horse? Yeah. Yes. Chokal yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. He carries it, but <laughs> yes. he moves faster. So oh my. This you, is the best thing to, to ever way. happen. You don't have to do it that way because sometimes, because when you go to the mounts, it Holy shows you the carried fuck. version and it shows you the mountable version. So you can actually still mount stuff. So you can mount the little go the treasure goblin and have Chogal on this little tiny baby treasure goblin, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. That so, is... yeah, he carries his mount. Um, That's the best. The way it appeared that arenas would work is that it randomizes stuff. And so you can have crazy things happen. Yeah, because I saw, I saw in the trailers, like, hey, here's um, five uh, Illidans. Yeah. yeah just and Illidan, then it was like, and Illidan, another Illidan. five Illidans. It was five Illidan on five Illidan, which was very funny. And, uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a crazy have fun mode, which I, yeah. I like. I like that that's the way they're going with it. In fact... I like that they put Chogal in. I like that they're like, here's the deal. We understand we're not the hardcore MOBA. We get that now, which I think is so good. It's about time they, they kind of recognized that. That's yeah. the way they started. And they were like, we're not going to be hardcore. And they, I think there was a brief moment. They're like, we can try really hard. Esports, esports, esports. ESPN 2. And I feel like they just realized, you know what? <laughs> Let's have fun, which is so you... good. I'm so thankful for that. Do you mm -hmm. think that it can still be a competitive game or at this point is there just too much stuff in it that's no, like it'll, be, it'll still be competitive it'll still it's, be fine if hearthstone could be like, a fucking competitive yeah, game with all the bullshit yeah, that like has then heroes I guess can so. if anything it makes it better uh i love the fact that cloud nine was like murky plays i was like thank you for doing something silly and fun like i love the fact that that exists and i think that's why people like uh hearthstone as well is that you can sometimes crazy shit can happen and it's not uh, I mean, even though it's esports, there's still that little fun element to it. It's not all the time taken super seriously. There's also the people that are like, random does not mean fun. It means dumb things that it, are messing up the logistics of... No, that's super... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... Those are dummies. Go I mean, play that, a different MOBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, go you know, play Magic the Gathering or Dota 2 or whatever. You don't care. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> the, the Hearthstone thing is is a big problem because it established a competitive scene kind of without Blizzard's involvement. Like, people just started doing tournaments for it because they saw dollar signs, essentially. Right. It's like, look, this is the amount of views these streamers are getting. The tournaments will do well, too. Get ready for and Overwatch to be the exact same way. It's entirely possible, and I'd be entirely okay with that. And we'll talk a bit about, like, Overwatch's competitive potential a little bit later in the show when we get yeah. to that. But it's... um. Hearthstone is in a weird spot at the moment because there are a lot of people who are strongly, have, who have been for a long time, strongly reacting to how random that game is because now it does have a competitive scene, even though I think it shouldn't, but it has it anyway. Yeah. And the views for BlizzCon were still good. I mean, the, blues, the views for BlizzCon, um, it's uh, quite a few times were higher than StarCraft, which to me makes me want to shoot myself in the head. But regardless, the problem is that there is now a competitive scene. You can't magic that away. So there are now people that follow the competitive scene, and when bullshit happens, they get really salty about it, and they post a lot about it on forums. I mean, there was a... I don't understand. <laughs> it wasn't this tournament, because apparently this tournament actually had some really good games, but it was a previous tournament where Trump literally lost due to RNG. Like, there was... There's no other way around it. He got kicked out of the tournament because of coin flipping at that point. 
And there's a lot of that in Hearthstone, and they keep adding cards that have high variance. You know, there's a difference between a card that has a random element and a card that has a huge swing random element. You know, like, well, Unsta yeah. Unstable Portal is a card that has a huge swing random element, because you can literally win the game off that. You know, if you, if you throw out Unstable Portal, and you get, say, uh, let's say you coin Unstable Portal, or actually you just play it on turn two, and you get Emperor Thorazin, now, Unstable Portal reduces the cost of that card by three. So you can play Emperor Thorazon on turn three. That card has a huge board impact and is not, uh, not supposed to be played until turn six. If you get that out in turn three, the chances are the opponent can't get rid of it. And you're probably winning at that point because it has such a huge effect. Yes. You, I think that's fun to watch. That... Yeah, I do too. But I, I'm with I, you I, guys, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, <clears throat> do you think that that sort of, of random element is is any different from say like in any other tcg when you have a card that allows you to pull a random card from your deck like mana flood Mo most most cards in other tcgs are not that insane the thing about hearthstone is because it's a digital game they can do some stuff that's impractical in a regular one like right. for instance um mad bomb is a great example mad bomber is a card that's three two for two money you throw it down it throws three random bombs at any anything on the board so it could be you could get three random bombs to your own face you could hit minions on the board or you could hit that if you did that in a physical tcg it would slow the game way down because you've got to determine where each bomb goes a matter bomb is even worse because it's double that in a digital card game it could do all that calculation for you under the hood unstable portal is the same <clears throat> because unstable portal can quite literally summon any minion in the game so hundreds of minions and they don't have to be in your deck so to do that in a physical game would be nigh on impossible so I think that because most card games are physical, they kind of reduce that randomness. The thing yeah. is, I actually like, agree with Crendor and Jesse that this shit is fun. And I think that's great because I don't believe in the competitive scene of Hearthstone at all. I don't. Mm -hmm. it, it somehow gets a lot of views. And I, I guess I can't argue with that. But I really think that game never started as a competitive game and still isn't a competitive game. And I just to be clear, the stuff, the, the new st content we're getting goes against any competitive gaming at all like the last like yeah uh, not necessarily but well I'm, I'm talking about like the actual content uh not the cards like the actual like what you're doing with the expeditions and stuff uh 90 of it is like the new turn and two cards flip over and it's like all right you can either avoid this or you can go through this area and you risk oh this, yeah the single player stuff yeah, I mean, yeah. I love what they're doing with that adventure. That sounds yeah, like yeah. the best adventure yet. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. The explorers, like the Murloc, is just the best. And I love everything about what they're doing for the actual adventures, for the single-player fun in the game. And that goes against the competitive nature of the game, which is like the single player is like, it's going to be crazy and random and nutty shit's going to happen. That's what we want. And I, I love that side of it. I think the other side is just too much for me like it's just it seems like it's hit that level where it's i'm so out of that scene that i just i just don't want to be involved now because it's like you gotta have your you know this card and this card and this is the new meta oh, i'd and never I, be able to catch up anymore i couldn't yeah i couldn't do that it's but i mm, sorry go ahead i was gonna say i do i do feel though that the cards that they've added just the fact that all of the cards they've added have had such a drastic gimmick like that, do, wouldn't you say that that goes against creating a more serious competitive scene with this game as well? Well, one of the cards, uh, Reno Jackson, is that his name? Mm -hmm. Whatever the whatever the one explorer is, 
isn't his ability basically like if you have uh, all different cards in your deck? It heals um, you to full when you play him. Yeah, it heals you yeah. to full. So basically, that means that TB and Krendor's epic battles of legendary decks, legendaries, yeah, they become more viable. Be hilarious. That could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, That'd be an the thing is, like, battle. that's a card that's probably never going to see competitive play in any way, and there's quite a lot that do. The the thing, the problem are the cards that have ridiculous gimmicks that are also highly competitive. Like uh, a couple of examples. I, I mean, I gave you the example of Unstable Portal, uh, Piloted Shredder. So Piloted Shredder for four mana is a four three mech. And if you kill it, it spawns a random two-cost minion. That's so good that it's basically outmoded everything else at that mana cost. And it's a stupid swing minion as well, because it could be a Doomsayer. If a Doomsayer pops out, it can literally wipe the entire board. And that completely changes the game. But it's random as to what it is. It could be a piece of shit. Or it could be a Doomsayer, or it could be some really good 2-drop, or it could be something that hardens you, and yet it's played anyway because that card is so damn powerful. And you see it all over the place on ladder. It's one of the most popular played cards in the game. Like, it's in almost everybody's deck. And people are complaining about cards like that. They are really big high-variance cards. To me, I don't really care, because I think that the most fun you can have with Hearthstone is playing and having those moments happen to you, and also watching it happen to people on streams. In yeah. tournaments, like, I could see why people get very, very salty about that, understandably so. But I love watching that on streams because I I think, like, everyone feels a sense of camaraderie with the streamer that just got that bullshit happen to them because it happens to them too. And I think yeah. there's, like, a real sense of uh, communal watching when that happens. But in tournaments, I could see why people would be unbelievably pissed off about that. Things like, couldn't you just fix this with formats? Couldn't you just have banned cards? Like, w yes. wouldn't that solve the problem? Because right now they yeah. don't ban cards. Yeah. Didn't they do that for a little sense. bit in uh, Magic? They, um, well, I mean, technically they always did because there's, uh, there are formats in Magic. So the main competitive right. format is in blocks. So you can't use... It's like you can't go back and like pull a fucking Black Lotus or whatever. I was just going to say Black Lotus. Like, yeah. That card is not allowed most of the time, if not yeah. all of the time. Yeah, so th that's how they kind of fixed it. It also makes sure that people keep up with the current block because they can only play cards from that block and so on and so forth. Right. Hearthstone doesn't have blocks. Like, it's got expansions, but yeah. they haven't attempted at any point to ban cards. And I think that they have to get to the point where they start to do that. Yu-Gi-Oh! has a bunch of banned cards as well. You know? And yeah, I think banning cards fixes a lot of the tournament problems. It doesn't necessarily fix the ladder problems, but it fixes It's like they do that issues. in, like, a lot of things. Like, even MOBA games you can ban. Yeah, yeah. Like, but normally, normally isn't that... Isn't isn't that in a format of? It's draft ban. It's reactive. yeah. It's a draft yeah. ban, right? Versus yeah. the game being like, all right. But, but well, wouldn't that be great if in if in Hearthstone at the beginning was like, I'm <laughs> going to ban, bans. I'm going to ban your thrall, or I'm going <laughs> to ban your like you can ban just straight like do a draft just... ban of each other's cards. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, it would take forever. You know, there's a reason why they can't do that because you know it would take forever yeah. to do. And all these decks are like prepared like months in advance, and they bring the well, decks. That's what I'm saying. And they, they'd, have to, they'd have to have multiple decks set up, and it's like I ban all Garrosh Hell Screams. But I guess with like, like I know you're good at that. games, <laughs> digital or physical, depending, a big element of designing those games and how they work is pacing, right? Figuring out how to make it so that the game is constantly moving. Yeah. 
someone in chat said it too. Like one of the reasons people like watching it is they like watching the like super competitive people freak out, just like how in Blood Bowl no. they like watching you suffer. F yeah, I think I think they're right. <laughs> I really think there's a lot of that. You know, there's a reason uh, why they're the faces up all the time. I think with Hearthstone specifically, it's two extremes. It's the people who take it really seriously, watching people who are shitty yeah. and being like, um, uh. you should have done this instead. Or the opposite, <laughs> the people who like don't give a fuck, watching people who care a lot and watching the person yeah. who cares a lot flip Suffer. out when it doesn't go right and just being like, lol, <laughs> taking this game too damn seriously, right? Like it's two extremes yeah. in the Hearthstone community. It's so weird. Yeah, I think like yeah. the popularity of uh, Hearth Trolldens, like funny moments, and actually there's several channels that do that very same format. And those mm. videos getting like a million views each is sort of, it demonstrates quite well the kind of thing that people want to see. Mm. And I think to me that does sort of reinforce Blizzard's strategy up to this point that they never really intended to make the game all that serious. But the problem is they've now sponsored a whole World Championship series. So they're like, it's like they're speaking out of both sides of their face. You know, it's like one yeah. side saying, yeah, yeah, super casual, easy, you know, really fun. And the other side is like, $100,000 prize pool. Let's but you go. Know they've all, but they've always done that. Uh, stemming back to WoW, when it was like, we want to make this game accessible to casuals, but here's our new badass raid that the casuals will never be able to do. <laughs> and they've always done that. Yeah, but generally, like, one hasn't affected the other too much. Unless, of course, you're a PvPer, in which case, you know, raiding and PvP overlapped way too fucking <laughs> much. Oh, especially now. It only took him like 10 years to make separate talent trees. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you feel like the competitive scene of Hearthstone hurts the casual aspect of it? I, I, think, I, it's the, I think it's the other way around. Like, they, they do so little balancing with Hearthstone, and the stuff that they did has been really extreme. Like, the recent example was uh, Patron Warrior, the deck with the everyone get in here little dwarves that kept spawning. They, uh, there was one card that was key to this kind of one-turn kill that you could do with it. They didn't just nerf that card, they made it basically unplayable. It's awful now. Like, it's one of the worst cards in the game. So instead of tweaking it, they just smashed it with a hammer. And they do quite a lot of that, and they really don't balance the game all that often. Currently, there's a deck that people are complaining about called Secret Paladin. There's a card uh, called yep. the Mysterious <laughs> Challenger, uh, which is a 6-6 six, six for 6. You play it, and... What what happens is you've got secrets in your deck as a paladin. It can bring up to five secrets out of your deck and play them instantly. So, like, the way that I did Whoa. it, I, I'm a little bit responsible for this deck, and I'm very sorry. Like, I was only partially responsible. There are other people doing it as well. But I had it so that I, I threw out that card, and it summoned five secrets instantly. And that card is really, really strong. And a lot of people are turning around and saying, oh, fuck Secret Paladin. And a lot of uh, Secret Paladin actually doesn't require any real decision-making because there's, oh, an, op there's an optimal order deck. of play. Yeah, you should play it. Yeah, the You're second that I heard people talking about it, I was like, I assume this is a paladin who just has a bunch of secrets, yes, right? Like, but... And I went, I went, uh, yeah, I went and looked up somebody using, like, a secret paladin, and mysterious I was like, oh, so shitty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Mysterious Challenger and Secret Keeper and all that sort of thing, like, they're... They're really, really strong, and honestly, a lot of people are now complaining about that deck, but this, like, it goes in cycles. A lot of people find the strong deck, and then they complain about it and say it's ruining the game and say how everyone's going to leave, and then the next one comes up and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Secret Paladin is totally beatable. The problem is that a lot of people get very salty when there's an easy deck that's very strong because they're like, oh, well, you know, I play a more skillful deck, 
and I Damn. have to play harder than you to beat you, and that's it's not okay. Like playing a, like an FPS game and using like a good like popular gun and being like, well, I don't use the easy gun. I use like hardcore sniping. I think I think there's going to be some of that in Overwatch guns. eventually when it comes out because there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of that too. Uh, but obviously, we'll get onto that later. But I think that honestly, it's. I, I, I just don't know kind of what the solution is because you've got to let the metagame develop, but simultaneously, Hearthstone is so based on net decking and people just get decks off Hearthpone and just play them and don't make their own. Mostly because it's impractical to make your own if you don't have all the cards, you know? Yeah. And getting all the cards is ridiculously expensive. So people are like, shit, all right, what can I make out of what I've got that works? What's a cheap deck that I can build? So you get a lot of these decks come out. Well, Secret like Paladin is quite brawls, cheap too. Like where the tavern brawls, where you got to make your own deck. I hate those. I'm like, God, someone's already like calculated the best possible deck you yeah. can make, and they're yeah, just like, they oh, have. It's like I, that's I why I do play. like the ones that are either random or preset decks. I think it's yeah, um, yeah. Nefarian versus Rag again this week, and yeah, you know that yeah, was like great them. fun. I love that. I just want more of that, like boss fight yeah, versus yeah. boss fight. I love that. I like those too. Those mm. are my favorite ones. Now I don't have to like spend time being like, well, now what goes in this deck? I can just be like play yeah just hit play <laughs> and have fun yeah yeah i like that uh but what did uh, besides new cards and stuff they released the league of explorers and that's the adventure that yeah takes it's gonna place, be launched on thursday which mm -hmm. is really silly that. and really fun it's uh really fun. you don't as far as i could tell because i think krendor and i you played it as well right tb yeah. I actually didn't get a chance. Weirdly enough, oh. I spent most of BlizzCon at the NVIDIA booth, and I was playing people, and they had to beat me for prizes. So, <laughs> so that, that's why I was there for the most part. So the um, way it works is you're not fighting a, another character or, or player. You're fighting an environment. Yeah. So you're, you, you are in a dungeon, and the dungeon randomly gives you another thing. So it's like you found a weird pool. Or you found this, or you found this. Yeah, it's kind of choose your own adventure, in. right? Yeah. yeah. And so things are caving in. So you have only certain, you have 10 turns to get out of the dungeon in the demo that I played. And so it'd be like, all right, well, you found a crazy pool. You can wade through it if you want. You can go around it, and that's fine. You don't take any damage. Or you can wade through it, take 10 life points off, but you get out of there sooner. And you get two turns taken off of how long it's going to take to get out of there. Uh -huh. So it's all about, like, can I make it? Can I get out of this thing? It's a lot of fun. And uh, then, of course, there's the Golden Monkey, which is this oh my God, yeah. wonderful trolley <laughs> item that first you have to find the map. Yeah. Then you have to find the Golden You have to go through this whole process. And then when you draw the Golden Monkey, it makes all of your cards legendary. Yes, it turns all your cards ah! into legendary yeah. cards. It's, that is hilarious. <laughs> there's, uh, there's the Explorers League. So there's the – it's Bran, uh, this guy Reno – this uh, elf star seeker, and then this this Murloc who is in a explorer's hat with a monocle and pants, and it's hilarious. And he has a British accent, so it's basically the best thing I've ever seen. And um, yeah, it's a really, really silly, really fun, uh, kind of like something I didn't expect. I think everyone thought it was going to be like Karazhan, or it was going to be Ulduar uh, yeah. or, or another dungeon. They were like, yeah, we thought oh. it was going to be Ulduar. We're gonna do something crazy fun, and it actually is really, really fun. So I'm, I'm totally in. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah, uh, I yeah. like that they're varying things up because the adventures. I love when the adventures come out because obviously every week you get to fight some bosses and they've got some usually very funny voice acting that's a parodying 
the stuff that was going on, like Kel'Thuzad consistently taunting you about his cat and things like that throughout Naxxramas was amazing. And <laughs> yeah. uh, Ragnaros co- arguing with Nefarian and Nefarian pretending not to be Nefarian was great. It's like, no, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm Lord Nick Victor Nefarious, completely separate people. Yes. Uh, so that was, uh, I think, uh, you know, I hope they keep doing that. But the, the new Explorer thing does look cool. They have a, a new mechanic called Discover, which is kind of like doing a mini arena draft. So when you play the card, you discover something and it shows you three cards and you get to pick one. So just like arena drafting, there's a one cost legendary now. I think it's a one cost legendary Murloc that lets you uh, choose from one of three basic hero powers. So maybe you're a mage and you've got fire blast and maybe yeah. you can get life tap instead or whatever. I did that in a in the mode and I was like, I'm going to play him. And I'm like, well, I get a new hero power and then I pick the hunter one and then I realized that it's useless it's in totally that useless, game mode yes. because you can't attack the <laughs> I t- picked... like eight turns left thing. Oops. I picked the, the fun that was uh, two, two shield every turn so that I could live. And I still didn't beat it. I, I died at like one turn left. I was like, oh. no. So that's how bad I am at that game. It, it, uh, it looks like a lot of fun, actually. And yeah. they've, they've put a lot more cards in it this time. Usually it's 30 cards. It's 45 this time. And it's actually cheaper, yeah. too. Like the adventure, I think they calculated that the card cost, like if you were to buy the whole thing in gold, is actually half of what the previous ones was. So oh, it's a lot yeah. easier and cheaper for people to get it. So people are going to be hopefully less pissed off about being behind or whatever yeah how have uh the numbers been for hearthstone in terms of players apparently they're still going up yeah I... really ever since they put it on phones they've been killing it like yeah. oh i bet really I bet popular yeah i like when we were sitting at the main hall thing i think like half the people in front of us were playing Ever was just like yeah. on, their, on their damn thing the entire well, time well that's yeah. the thing i was talking with tb about uh obviously i wasn't there this year but last year yeah when we were sitting in the audience watching the finals for hearthstone Everyone in that audience was just playing Hearthstone. And then while, just like, looking up every of, once in a while. Yeah, while yeah. like kind of paying attention to the tournament. <laughs> like, uh, you know. I feel like that's what they do on the internet, too. They're probably watching a stream while they that's, play Hearthstone. I watch streams while I play Hearthstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing to do while, like, the opponent's playing. I could just watch someone else playing and then get back yeah. to my turn later. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. I... Don't know how many people are currently playing. All I know is, like, in August, they said they were raking in $20 million a month in revenue from Hearthstone, which is pretty good for a free-to-play card game. Yep. The and play account that nobody even cared about when it came out. That, that was, it was so funny that people thought that... Uh, and I'm fairly sure that I did not think this, but if someone could go back and tell me that I'm wrong, by all means. But anyone that thought that game wasn't going to do well is an idiot. <laughs> when I, I, I... Hands up. I will fully admit that at PAX... East was it? Whenever they had the announcement, I remember being in that audience and being like, "Oh, it's a card game." Great. <laughs> like I was totally underwhelmed when I saw the trailer. I was like, "Is that really?" I'm pretty sure I was like, right "Fuck now? yeah, card game, absolutely." Like, oh, card game. Yeah, I was really underwhelmed when I first saw it, but color me convinced. It's pretty great. Man, uh, and now what? everybody's making card games. Dang. Yeah, that's true. Lot of card, card game. game. The Elder Scrolls card game, enough. It's like um, Hearthstone mixed with magic mixed with, like, this other thing. Yu-Gi-Oh! You gotta get this guy called Dude. Luxodia? Why the fuck is everybody suddenly right back into Yu-Gi-Oh! Why, how did that... What happened there? What was the catalyst I was really for people into to Yu-Gi-Oh! Start in, like, 8th grade. 
Wasn't there a Seven recent Yu-Gi-Oh video game that came out that was apparently quite good? Maybe. I don't know about that. I know a bunch of people who suddenly are like, yeah, I'm getting back into Yu-Gi-Oh. Got all my old cards. I'm like, what? Well, you know, Why? You know a lot I of still have my Yu-Gi-Oh well, cards. Like, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy of, of the Duelist was the, is the latest one. I still have my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Wait, do I have them like over here? Yeah, I, oh yeah and apparently God. Legacy of the Duelist is actually pretty good. Hmm. Maybe, maybe that had something to do with it? I maybe. don't know. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't think I have never. <laughs> I've, you know, I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh at any point. Me really? neither. Okay, it's not. I've I watched my friends play Yu-Gi-Oh a lot, but I've never, I never got into it. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's not terrific. It's one of those things that during the time you were like, Yu-Gi-Oh's awesome, but when you look back, you're like, um. Yeah. Well, like, here's the thing for me. When I realized that how epic it was to play that game in the anime was not what it was like at all to not play it in real life, <laughs> that I didn't get to yell it's time to da -da 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 duel and duel. have, like, monsters show up, I was not, I wasn't as into it. Like, I remember I'd watch the show. <laughs> I'd watch the show, and they'd have the cards, and I'd be like, I want that card. And then I got one of the cards they played in the show, and it was completely different from what it did in the show. That was was like, this card is useless. Yeah. Don't worry, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I forget. It was like the one, it was like this mummy was wrapping up a guy, and I was like, oh shit. Like, the mummy wraps up the enemy and just kills him. And then I got it, and it's like, you skip a turn. <laughs> it's just like something completely different. And I'm like, what? Damn it, you. God uh, damn it, mechanical thematic <laughs> extraction, what the fuck? <laughs> so, God. uh, what else was majorly announced at BlizzCon? Oh, uh, uh, Overwatch. Warcraft. Well, well, should we do War we should do Overwatch after the break, because we've probably got a lot yeah. to say about that. What okay, about the Warcraft sure. movie? Oh yeah, the Warcraft. Uh, uh, Show the trailer. The response to that has been so interesting. I, uh, yes, Tribute to the Doom, that was the card. Can I, I, I just want to say, someone posted a comment that I didn't thumb I'm not gonna point this person out I'm not gonna say who it was someone who was in the audience who was another like we'll say influencer um posted a comment that all it said was uh uh Legion Legion cinematic better than Warcraft trailer the Legion I cinematic to, <sighs> I wanted to thumbs that up I wanted to like it I wanted to retweet it because I totally agree but I didn't because I don't want to say nothing till I see the movie. Yeah. But with that said, the cinematic for for WoW was so much more compelling than what I saw in the in the Warcraft trailer. And I, it, to me, what it says, and this is what I said a long time ago. I stand by it. I stand by it to this day. The only way you're making a video game movie is one, if you're alienating the the hardcore fans in order to make it wide audience, yeah. or two. You're focusing on what the fans want, and then no one goes to see it because no one knows what's going on in the damn thing. Yeah. And I feel like what they've done is they've created a wide audience film that uh, is it, it's either it's either going to be something that turns out to be really, really good or something that because there's so much lore and they had to water down so much, it's going to be kind of bad. And I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to hold up judgment, but I'm like, okay, it's I don't know. What am I looking at? It's interesting to me because uh, a lot of a lot of the response that I saw at first was people being like, okay, yo, I've seen my share of World of Warcraft cinematics, and I know that they can do real good humans, right? So watching this trailer, it was really off-putting to see for reals people 
next to, you know, CGI or mocap orcs, right? Um, but even people who don't play Blizzard games have watched these cinematics and been like, I feel like these two things are clashing a bit in this trailer. So it's not just us having this standard set of like what this should look like. It's for just kind of across the board, people are feeling like they don't mesh very well, which is interesting. I thought it just looked like World of Warcraft Avatar. It's it's a weird thing that here's the problem. There's a lot of color in it. The way yeah. the the way the movie looks and the way the story is being told, it's Warcraft One. So if 20 years ago you played Warcraft One and this movie came out, you'd be like, awesome! This tells the story of Warcraft One. The problem is they've retconned that origin story so much that everything that happens in the first game that clearly this movie is based off of doesn't happen that way anymore. And so yeah, it's kind of like if a you're weird. a big story nerd, you're like. Okay, uh, this is going to be an issue for me. But at the same time, you're absolutely right. It's a weird, like, um, you can, it's, 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 I don't know. It's a weird, like, Krendor and I have seen footage of the actual, just the orcs, right? And by themselves, they look incredible. Like, they, they do. Look yeah, yeah. Except that little orc baby. That little orc baby looks very little weird. Ba don't... Little baby Jesus Thrall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think. Maybe Moses Thrall. I think there were a lot of things also in that trailer, like a lot of orcs specifically, who weren't fully textured rendered? yet. Yeah. Not done yet. Yeah, yeah. because because there were a lot of moments where I was like, that guy in the background does not look nearly as good as this person in the foreground. Like, I feel like there are a lot of things that yeah, were there was, there was a lot. There's a lot of stuff that by itself had the movie. It, you're absolutely right. It was jarring to see the human bit which looked very, very cool. Yep. And the orc bit, which looked very, very cool. And then them together. It was a little, like, yeah, you're absolutely which right. Which is There's weird, because off. you'd think, like, they, you know, Lord of the Rings is over 10 years old and did that really, yeah. really well. And this is like, yeah, that, that looks a little artificial. But I also feel like if they had gone the completely Lord of the Rings route and, and just ditched their CGI standard altogether, people would have had a problem with that as well. Maybe, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's a little strange, and I don't. I think the reason why it felt jarring was because you had, you you had these real people in what the, appeared to be like a real setting, even though it was clearly like CGI stuff. But it appeared like, oh, this is they're in the real world, right? And then the cut was now we're on Draenor, which everything is CGI. There's not one like practical anything in that. And it, it was, I don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I am, I will wait until the movie comes out to, to judge. But I was I heard, like. I heard that they, there are in the trailer, you can see some locations of uh, like areas that should have elves. And everybody's like, there shouldn't be elves in this story. But there, there are, are some locations that are definitely elf. Like. Well, they've, I mean. Spoiler to everyone who is going to this movie thinking like, oh, this is going to be faithful to the Warcraft franchise. Of course it's not. It's not. Did anyone uh, actually believe saw, that in the first place? Yeah, if you saw what they showed us last year, they showed us a flying Dalaran. Now, if you're any Warcraft lore nerd, you know Dalaran did not fly until, like, way into World of Warcraft. It was a ground city that was destroyed by Archimonde in Warcraft 3. Get out of town. 
if you think that they're going to stick to the story, they're taking the, the coolest bits and putting in the movie. Because you have to tell a movie story in two hours, roughly, right? So that's, you're not going to get what you want from this movie, which is why I'm just like, I'll wait until I see it and see it as a whole package. Because seeing little clips, you're not going to know what it's going to be like. It's hard um, to tell. Yeah. Yeah. But just gut reaction, it just seemed a little off, like a little, it was cool, but there's just something that didn't seem right. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Legion cinematic was maybe some of the best work Blizzard's ever done. Like, it was legit. That was a so really good. good cinematic. Yeah. So it was compelling, good. everything going on. Like, there's the first time that I, I, I honestly, I swear to God, I thought they were going to kill Varian. I thought that was going to happen. <laughs> I was, like, I was on the edge of my seat, like, shut up. He's so <laughs> I even tweeted afterwards. I was like, we were this close to one less human. Hashtag horde problems. I got a lot of flack for that. Don't care. <laughs> I was I was like, it, it was really cool. And I love what they're doing with with Warcraft and how they're like, you know what? This expansion is going to be a lot of story. Great. Great, <laughs> great, great. Um, Yeah, I mean, their cinematics team is amazing. And yeah. if you need any other proof of that, the fact that they're making Overwatch animation like series... And with comics, cute baby Winston like and his FF peanut butter? Guns. Have you seen those gifts? With baby Winston and his peanut butter is so cute. <laughs> so cute. He's like, yeah. I just got my peanut butter, kid. So um, with the Legion cinematic, almost all of the comments on that video were people being like, God damn it, Blizzard, you almost made me give a shit about Varian. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. There are a lot of feels. It's great. It, it, was, it was, yeah. Their cinematic team is stellar which is i think what people always wanted in a movie yeah. and so there's also that working against the movie too because they're like how can you make this cinematic amazing well first off well it's three minutes <laughs> it's three minutes yeah, long. and it took them over a year to make three minutes yeah. Of and footage. They're yeah and they're like hey remember how he just played orcs like non-stop for a year and a half here's sylvanas dude yeah. it's like yay no more orcs for a while thank god great <laughs> And then uh, Krendor and I got to play the Illidari starting area. Uh, oh, it's yeah, basically, if you, if you played the Death Knights, it starts very, it's like that kind of feel. You're playing, yeah. um, for those of you who played Burning Crusade, uh, you are basically playing, your Illidari is sent on a mission while in real time, or I guess in the past, the heroes, us, are assaulting the Black Temple to kill Illidan. And so you you guys are, you're like Illidan's main henchmen, and you're going off to go do something that's a secret mission for Illidan, and then when you come back, you discover that, oh shit, uh, these heroes are trying to kill our boss. That's a problem. <laughs> and so that's yeah. sort of the story. It's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, the Illidari gain their powers by ripping it from demons, which is pretty badass, and um, you get a triple jump. You can jump, jump again, it's and so then fly because cool. you have wings. Sick. And it's, yeah, I thought it was other. just going to be double jumping, but you can triple jump. And yeah, we you, pressed it again. We're like, like they were floating. What the is wings, going on? like, come out, and you just, like, glide like a hang glider, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and so it seems really cool. Um, we actually sat down with uh, Chris Robinson, some of the uh, one of the art guys, who is, is pretty awesome, and uh, talked about all the new, like, artifacts and things, because one of the biggest questions I had, and I still have, is the new expansions, like, you get the best weapons that ever existed now. 
So you have Doomhammer and Ashbringer, and you have like the shards of of um, yeah, of, like, that... like, <laughs> you have, yeah. You have all these amazing weapons, and the question I have is like, okay, um, so. After the expansion's over, are you replacing those with green? Like, these, are, these are the best weapons ever made. And they honestly were like, that's a huge question that we have. And I think what they're going to do is you're going to end up either giving it back to whoever's it was to begin with, or something's going to like happen. Like, there's going to be an end game, which I was like, at least you have that planned out because it's ridiculous that you'd have, I now have Doomhammer. <laughs> but, you know, that. That, gr that green over there is I was going to say, like, like, you know, yeah. that uh, sword of the eagle over there that I just got from that random <laughs> drop is... I mean, it's got, like, it's got three more strength on it. <laughs> Dave Kosak said they'd give all the artifacts to Gammon. Yes, yes, that was <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that'd be great if you just go to Gammon and he's got, like, he does that uh, cloud from FF7, like, all these weapons come out of him. Yes. He's enemies. That'd be hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, that was my other big problem with the uh, Warcraft movie trailer. Not nearly big enough shoulders. Oh, not even close. Like yeah. not even close. And th that that is a bit of an issue with it. It's the art the art direction in that versus the art direction in everything Blizzard has ever done. There's definitely a disconnection there. Which well, you can I Sorry, you can ahead. kind of see that they tried to meld the aesthetic. Like like everything that they wear, all of their costumes and stuff, have sort of like a and almost animated gloss over them. Mm -hmm. Like they look yeah. very bright and colorful. They don't necessarily look realistic. And again, I don't know if that's just like a final polish problem or if it's just them trying to be like, okay, how do we take the way that things look in the game mm -hmm. and put them in real worlds? <laughs> like, yeah, seemed like they had a problem with that as well. It's, it's, it's interesting because when you, because I'm just going back to that trailer now. And the opening shot is clearly a practical real-world mountain range. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to, like, a forest, and you can see where they put in the CG stuff. And then it's like, oh, yes, now we're humans. And, yes, now we're, we're – you can see all this stuff that, like, sets that were built. And then immediately it switches to Draenor, and it's all of it CGI. And it's just very weird and jarring. But at the same time, who knows? By the time you get to that point in the movie, it could be – it could be, like um, – Oh shit, Avatar. Where the first right. five minutes, when you watch Avatar, the first five minutes, it's really like. And then by the end of the movie, you have people who are like, I never want to leave this world. And they had that weird depression thing. Remember that? When people would be yeah. like physically yeah. depressed because that world was better than ours. It could be just like that too. Where the beginning, you're like, like ours better than the real world. Look, I'm with I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, 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 proud member of the Horde from day one, I would go there. I'd go there and swim in the weird mushroom water yep. Mm -hmm. yep indeed all right let's take a break and when we come back we'll talk overwatch and then we'll talk about any other games that we've been playing this week before we move on to the news you are watching the co-optional podcast don't go anywhere we'll be right back Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co-optional podcast what the hell is going wrong with my screen I can't unmute you because my screen's going crazy hang on I'm working on- wait, what the fuck is- Why would it do this? Okay, let's close this, try this again. Yes, yeah, just- just mime for a second. Just mime. My there we life. go. Right, okay, sorted. Great. Hi. Welcome. Back. My yes. life Briar. My life Briar. Indeed. My life Briar. My life for 
I hop. That is the least enthusiastic. The absolute least enthusiastic life for IHOP. Would you be enthusiastic about my life for IHOP? My life for IHOP? No. I mean, depends on how drunk I am. IHOP always sounds best when I've had. They do okay hash browns. I'll admit that. That's all that I want. I just want like and eggs, hash browns and eggs. Universe of hash browns. Yep. And Krenslaw sweatpants now available at Maker Shop. Wow, Krendor, look at those. I'm gonna end up muting you again at this point. <laughs> They're comfy. I'm sure they My are. Life. <laughs> Krendor. My life, Krendor. My life sweatpants. Do we, we want to talk <laughs> about Starcraft or do we want to talk about Overwatch first? Uh, I mean, Overwatch is something we that can round off with Overwatch. Out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Legacy of the Void then for a bit. Do it. Full disclosure: yeah. we were paid lots of money to be I to wasn't. play that game. I wasn't. <laughs> well, yeah. I still haven't played it. To play if you one want aspect to, of it, TV, yeah, to, to play, play the co-op missions. Yeah, to play the co-op missions, we were paid lots of money to do that. Blizzard, and if I'll you do that too. And if you haven't already seen the videos, <laughs> there are four more to go up. The first yeah. one, the second one are up. Uh, one, mine's on. Well, mine's on my channel, and Jesse's is on Jesse's channel. Unsurprisingly. Uh, so if you do want to check out me and Jesse playing the co-op missions, then by all means. And we increase the difficulty every time, so we started it. We do, yeah. Like, our final videos are on Brutal, so and that goes about as well as you would expect, and at least it's, initially. So. It's pretty amazing. So, I have a question for you yes. both. Um, so, originally everybody was worried that Legacy of the Void was going to be making StarCraft a bit more casual, but it sounds like now it's just, it's way harder. Well, the people I'll that worried that in the first place were morons. I just want to point that out. So they were idiots and yeah. had no idea they what they were talking about. <laughs> They're all dumb. All imbeciles, all dumb. of you. <laughs> Every last one of them was mentally deficient. So. Ah, mm. So they what they wanted to do was they wanted to try and you know there's there's the concept of the skill ceiling but there's also the concept of the skill floor right, right. and what they wanted to do was they wanted to basically lower the barrier to entry uh, they wanted to lower the skill floor while not affecting the skill ceiling and the way they wanted to do that was to make some changes to the way that the so-called macro mechanics work in StarCraft and those macro mechanics are for Terran uh, mules which is the dropping of those little yellow miney droid things. Right. For Zerg, which is maybe the key point, uh, injecting lava, which is getting a queen, injecting the hatchery, and then you get a bunch of extra lava that you can use to spawn more units. So, I mean, it was absolutely key to do that correctly. And then for Protoss, it was Chrono Boost. So you could charge energy on your Nexus and spend that energy on a Chrono Boost, which would make things build quicker. Yeah, and you had to kind of consistently keep doing that. So th those were macro mechanics that, for quite a lot of people, particularly for Zerg, were really challenging to get right. And if you didn't get them right, you would probably just lose. Didn't matter really what your strategy was. A guy who uses them right versus a guy who doesn't is going to have more stuff than the other dude. Yeah. Right. So some people, myself included, argued that this was an unnecessary barrier to entry. <clears throat> and that it, it didn't really require skill, it just required like repetition and mus muscle memory, and people got annoyed learning how to do it. So they made some changes, and then they, after three weeks, reverted the vast majority of them, which sucked, because I was a fan of the changes. Like, they, put, uh, they made Queens auto-inject lava, but they didn't inject quite as much, and I thought it was a great change, because I could focus okay. on building an army and attacking dudes and having fun. They got rid of that. 
but they did keep some of the Protoss stuff. So I actually switched to Protoss as a result of this. Now instead of spamming Chrono Boost like every 10 seconds, you set it on a building and it just sits there. And you have to change it when you want to change it. But that's, you know, that's a much, much better mechanic in my opinion. It's much easier to do. Oh, so it's it's a consistent boost to one mm -hmm. build. Yes, to one building. So if you're not building anything cool. out of that building, you want to switch it to something that you are. So that that to me was great. And I like that, and that's why I play Protoss now in Legacy of the Void. So th that's really the only reason why people said they were making it easier, because everything else about that game is much, much harder. And in total, Legacy of the Void, at least multiplayer, is harder than it, you it was before. Because there's more units, the game is faster, there's more stuff to do and manage, and that sounds really, really intimidating, which is why they made a couple of different modes for the game, one of which is co-op missions. So they realize, oh, I want to play StarCraft with, with uh, friends. Okay, well, you can play it with a friend and you can play the co-op missions mode. And, you know, you have a maximum of two bases and it's a mission that takes about 25 minutes to do. And you play it with a friend and you pick these different commanders, these allied commanders. And these commanders all have different abilities and different units. So you can play Swan, who can't build any infantry at all. He only builds mech stuff, and he has a giant laser drill that sits in his base. You mean, not a fan of Swan. Fucking, I hate Swan. I'm awful with Swan. I'm just, <laughs> just awful. And he's got this giant laser drill that you can upgrade with different abilities. So at one point, like, every two minutes, you can drop what's basically a nuke wherever you want on the map and all that kind of thing. There are a couple of Protoss commanders that focus on different things. There's like a stealth commander, and then there's one who's really about like ground infantry and old school units like Corsairs and Reavers and all that sort of thing. And <clears throat> there's Rainer, of course, is very infantry focused. You can summon the Hyperion, which can just kill everything. If you play Zerg, you actually get to play Kerrigan. So you've got Kerrigan and on Zagara. the battlefield. And Zagara, yep. yeah. So those are the Dang. two. And you so, play them like yeah. you would play them in... They, they have... I mean, Zagara is basically like you're playing Heroes version of Zagara. Yes. It's yeah. very similar. Yeah, and Kerrigan's very much like playing the campaign version of Kerrigan in Heart of the Swarm. So you get to control a big hero unit that has a lot of flashy abilities, and the missions take about 25 minutes, and you earn experience every time you do it, and you level your commander up, and that lets you unlock new upgrades. So you can take okay. on the harder difficulty that way. So <coughs> that... And that upgrades leads to fun things like Batmed, my new favorite superhero. Oh my superhero. god. I'm bad. <laughs> Which at level five, Rainer's abilities basically make medics and fire bats really, really powerful. powerful. Yeah. And so I was like, that's all I'm going to make then. And that's all Bat I make. Med. And hence Bat meds. Yeah. Gotcha. One of us had to I handle shooting goof. upwards. I see the goof there now. <laughs> yeah. That, that is Batman. Like that's what Batman, he was doing. Batman, but it's Batman. Hashtag yeah. Batman. Yeah, so you got a bunch of like different fun powers and abilities and stuff. And it's a fun, more casual mode where you get a little bit of the base building and army building experience, but you get to play with a friend who helps you out and you work towards these common goals and you earn stuff. And, just want to point this out by the way, some people may not know this, you actually don't have to pay for this mode. You can play it right now with the starter edition and you get three heroes out of the six and you can play it for free. Oh. So you just download the starter edition you can just go play that mode right now. And obviously, if you buy the expansion, which, by the way, is now standalone. Yes, I'm marketing for Blizzard here. I was paid to do this. Get over it. <laughs> I've been in StarCraft for like six years. I've basically sunk Deal over a quarter it. of a million dollars into that game. So I think biased. I'm entitled at this point. Deal with so it. So yeah. biased. I'm very biased towards StarCraft. But yeah, the expansion is standalone. So you can just buy that expansion and play everything. You don't have to buy any of the older yes. stuff unless you like want to play the, the campaigns. Legacy of the Void is super standalone to the point where... Uh, when you play the uh, intro bit that is 
about Zeratul. It, the prologue? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it gives you a... It's like, do you want to see what's happened up to now? Story so far, And it's yeah. like a five and a half minute cutscene of just like, <laughs> here is everything that's happened since StarCraft 1. Enjoy. So it catches you up real quick. If you're that guy who's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't get it. I played it, original StarCraft. I was pretty mediocre. I got up does, to platinum. I've always been really mediocre at that game. Oh, so oh, one I... other thing, you can play the original StarCraft and Brood War campaigns. There's a mod in StarCraft 2 called Mass Recall, where they remade all the missions in StarCraft 2 for regular StarCraft and Brood War. You can play right. that. By the way, and it's awesome. Reals, though, uh, StarCraft 1 and Brood War are some of the like finest like gaming ever. It's so good. Like it's Phoenix, never forget. I'll always remember you, bro. You're my you're my dude. Number one, wherever you're at up there. I love you. That was that was some hardcore. That was some hardcore feels back in the day. That Aww. was. It still angers me to this day. Fuck Kerrigan. Fuck Kerrigan. I'm just saying it. <laughs> Fuck Kerrigan. I'm at the Hashtag moment. Fuck Kerrigan. Yeah, actually, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't do that. But, uh, but I have been. Uh, yeah. So there's that, and the other mode, which was design again, is designed to make the game a bit more accessible, is Archon mode, where two people play one base, and that's a similar mode to I think Brood War had it as well. But this mode is a bit more fleshed out, and if you want to play with somebody else, and you're like, shit, I can't handle StarCraft because there's too much going on, you can get another person to help you out. And you can be on chat with them, and you can delegate tasks, and it's good for training as well. Like, you can get someone who's good to play, and they can show you the ropes with Archon mode. So, that that's pretty great. And then, of course, there's the campaign, which is the end of the story. I'm about five or six missions into that right now. It is a shitload harder than Heart of the Swarm was. Oh, it is a I, lot more yeah. difficult. Yeah. I just started doing uh, the, the prologue stuff. They throw you in, like, right away. There is no, oh. hey, learn to play Protoss. It's like, yeah, you should know how to yes. do it by now. It's the, like, the, oh, the, okay. So here's the problem. The Ooh. prologue actually came out free before this game and expected you to have played everything. If you actually play the Legacy of the Void campaign, it does start you off a little easy. Oh, does But the it? prologue does I, not. No, I the, jumped into that prologue and, and I, I have a moment wrecked. that when yeah. that video when that video hits the light of day, oh my god, the StarCraft fans are gonna be all over me. Where I took a probe and I was like, oh, I'll go repair this thing. And I was like, repair. Oh my oh, god. Oh shit, probes don't repair. <laughs> no, I was like, no, no. Oh, that's just a Terran thing. I was like, what do you do? So I, I made I had a nice long joke about how probes do exactly what you think they do to yeah. your butt. But um, right. Yep. Yeah. Got put that like, down. That's really disturbing. <laughs> the, minute, the minute that happened, I was like, "Oh God, I am. This is uh, this is all the comments in this video are going to be about just this one moment." Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I can repair this. Oh no, I can't. I don't even know how you managed to do that, considering you played a bunch of Protoss in the co-op missions we did, and sometimes, you didn't do that. Sometimes it just slips my mind. Like apparently, you know, you're in the playing and just slips. I'm, I'm like 80 years old. I don't know how <laughs> Every day's a gift, guys. Every day's a gift. <laughs> I get up and I'm like, I don't even know. I'm just too Where's old. Where's my prune juice? Oh, man. Oh, I didn't have prune juice today. That's a, that's a pain. Yeah. Yeah, that's a Why? typical. Yeah, Why? so far the campaign is a lot of fun. It, if you play it on like casual and normal, you're fine. I decided, you know, I'll just play it on hard mode and see what happens instead of brutal. Because brutal in Wings of Liberty was fucking evil really hard but brutal in hots was actually quite easy comparably i think they've gone back to the wings of liberty level difficulty because hard is like just my jam like it's just as about as challenging as i want it to be and there's some crazy missions so far 
Like, there's some really awesome stuff they're doing. You get a bunch of really great units. I think the only thing I'm sort of a bit disappointed in so far is that they didn't really do a lot to differentiate the in-between mission stuff where you get to, like, pick upgrades and things from the Zerg. Because, like, the, the way they do it is kind of similar. You can amazing. Get... It was just on. It was the exact same graphics. It was just on the Zerg ship. Yeah, so why are we here? Artanis <laughs> is on the Zerg ship, like getting Zerg units. Uh, you get well after the first few missions. You get the ability to pick between different variants, which again you could you could could do in Hots as well. You can you can switch between them at will. So you can get like for Zealots, I think it's either a Centurion or a, an Aya Zealot, and the Aya Zealot has a whirlwind ability. So he spins around and just murders everybody. And I'm pretty sure, like, the Centurion has, has something else. And there's two variants of Dark Templar that you can get. There's a regular Dark Templar and there's, like, an Avenger, which is sort of an Aya Dark Templar, who, when he dies, he recalls back to the Dark Temple. Like, he doesn't actually die. He beams out. Awesome. And he can do that every 60 seconds. So that's amazing. So I'm like, shit, I'm bad at the game. These units can't die. This is great. <laughs> so there's all sorts of cool again. stuff there. Just because I miss RTS games, and there's been, like, no good RTS games. And I remember last year I played Warcraft 3, and I was like, oh, man, this makes me want to play RTS games again. And it was like, there's StarCraft. I That's mean, there's, there's been, since then, Grey Goo and uh, Active Aggression, and those are basically oh, yeah. too. I like Grey Goo. Yeah. I like that. Look at that. I was going to play this for my old nostalgia thing. It's Empire's Dawn of the Modern World. That's oh, such a good game. CD. Yeah, such a good game. Love that. CD. I was going to play that. Can I got two take this moment to confess something about my StarCraft life? Okay. All right. You've never so, played it? <laughs> I have played it. But <laughs> StarCraft Two, the campaign, on the easiest setting, there was a side mission that I could never beat. And I've never beaten Which the one original was StarCraft II campaign. I oh don't even God. remember. I don't even remember. So, like, was it the lava one? Because whoever designed the lava one. Lava sounds familiar. The one where you had <laughs> to lift one. all your shit up? and that Because that was the yes. worst. That was awful. Yes. Fuck that level. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, I can't beat this. Well, that was, like, level four. Wasn't no, it? it was much later on than that. It was it was like a weird side mission. I don't think it was even involved in the main campaign. And I, I think was, it was just involved, like, like unlocking like the Spectre unit or something like that. I can't remember, I can't but yeah, the Spectre would Spectre could jump up and over the cliffs and stuff. And it was real. It was no, no, no. What's that guy who can do that? The jumpy man, jump, jump, jumperoo, jump Reapers, Reapers. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. jumperoo. Ah, yes, Reapers. Mm. Spectre is, is a lazy man's nova. Reapers. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> The Reapers. Uh, and that was like so, how you beat that level. Oh, yeah, I remember Reapers because when I was like playing so multiplayer in StarCraft, all the Reapers were annoying. So I played Zerg and they just like Reaper and it's like, I'm going to kill you your shit. You don't and need I'm to like, worry too much about that anymore. Oh, Reapers got oh. nerfed into the ground. <laughs> they oh. they don't do anything. They're, they're still a little bit annoying, but you're not going to lose much to them. They're mostly just used uh, at the start to scout and maybe kill like a drone and that'll be it. Oh. And then once you get like your queen out, you're fine. So you don't have to worry That's about nice. that anymore. Maybe but, I can uh, get past Platinum. I can't believe you were even <laughs> at Platinum. Like, how the <laughs> hell did that happen? I used to play RTS games competitively for, like, my entire teen years up until a while. That's but why I got those Ds. Learning something yeah. new every day. Yeah. Sweet Ds. I learned all about history from, like, video games. Ds grades. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. All I'm saying is I can beat the average person at StarCraft, but if they go above average, then we got to, you know, then it's a different story. That bell curve's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, StarCraft's out, but I don't think we can talk much about it because super spoils. Uh, it is the last part of the yep. campaign, so... Although they, they also announced the uh, like part of their content plans going forward, the, the you know, the support, because everyone was kind of worried, oh, it's the last part, so Blizzard's just going to abandon the game. Nope. Uh, they announced the first mission pack that's gonna they're gonna be doing, which is a Nova Covert Ops pack. Oh Aww. yeah, that's the I I don't know how much about oh, that I can smart. say because I've seen a shitload of cool stuff about that. Can I talk about that? I I mean, I'm under like five NDAs for a lot of stuff I saw at Blizzard. I'm, I'm gonna to... say probably not. Then uh, <laughs> yeah. let me see. Uh, let me see exactly I mean, what they have five said NDAs, already. The Venn diagram that winds up with like things I can talk about must be so small. It's actually very annoying because I'm trying to remember exactly how uh, what I was allowed to talk about and what I was not because I saw the little uh, I saw the little trailer, of course. But how did they? Did they trailer's talk? cool about it yeah yeah it was great like that was all in engine by the way like yeah. that's that's not even a cinematic it just looks great oh yeah that's what i should i should do a series called like training for tb where i train up to fight tb in a starcraft match if you were platinum back then you probably beat me now you so. yeah are you crazy i probably could yeah i mm. i remember i trained with uh what's that one starcraft guy mr something mr bitter yeah i trained with him for a bit really wow yeah, I paid like 20 bucks, and he was like, I'll train you in the Zerg ways. And he was like, you're pretty good. You're just kind of slow at stuff, so you just yeah. need to I'll keep playing. I'll train you in the Zerg ways. You're pretty yeah. good. He did it. And then yeah. Does it was he have like, like an gold. old, long, white beard? And does he stroke it often? <laughs> I just like, like, oh, I should train you in the Zerg Long, way. bitter beard. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at all the articles, and they know way less than I do about this Novarops thing, so I'm pretty sure I can't say what I was going to say, but... They're fleshing it out, and what I what I will say is that they've got a mechanic in there which uh, makes uh, is going to encourage multiple playthroughs. So it's not just in terms of uh, achievements and stuff. They have really different ways of going about everything. So if they're going to end up selling this thing, which one has to presume they will, they're going to make it so that you can play it multiple times, and it won't just be like, "Hey, here's like 50 minutes of content." I mean, I'm sure it's going to be way way longer than that, but. Yeah, so that, that Gosh, I mean, I saw Render, a bunch of that. You had like this whole secret Good. life. Yeah, dude. Before I became a YouTube famous star, as mediocre at StarCraft. This is like <laughs> when I found out that oh, Sam competitively so played Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. It's like, a secret life that you pretended never happened. No, mine was more Sam's like, yeah, I lived in like China for two years. Then I like moved to the Swiss Alps. I was like, what? <laughs> That's true. So just to interrupt you, I did find one article that did seem to know these things. So Polygon? Uh, I, yeah, so I get to blame Polygon if what I'm about to say is not allowed to be said. But the way the the most way they're doing it is they are having an equipment system for Nova. So you can go into each mission with a completely different set of equipment, which is com going to completely change your playstyle. And there's going to be multiple paths through each mission, so they're going to like basically have you replay with different equipment that you find and unlock and different playstyles. So that's how they're going to give the content some value, basically. But it, it looks pretty good. I mean, what we actually saw quite a bit of what was going on with that before uh, kind of in the studio and they've got some nice looking stuff in there should be pretty fun to play
So yeah. I think putting out a Nova centric thing is really smart. It's especially smart considering StarCraft Ghost got canceled and Nova was really only yes. a character because of that. Yeah, people are obsessed with Nova just as a concept. Yeah, and it's yeah. like here, here, here you go. Yeah, pretty much. So it will be the closest we get to StarCraft Ghost, basically. We're never going to cool. get that. But they, they, it looks like they're setting that up as kind of a concept for future content. And that's how they're kind of going to monetize the game. And they talked a lot about uh, things like buying skin packs and going, trying to go forward with the marketplace for really good quality custom maps. Like custom maps that are so good, they're like an entirely new game in and of themselves. And looking at different ways to let people buy content and hopefully support tournaments and all that sort of thing. So it's it's looking pretty bright. Like the, all the changes they made for StarCraft have been pretty great. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the next year brings with that game. It's going to be awesome. And cool. now Overwatch. Overwatch, and now we, all right. Can we talk about Overwatch? Overwatch? Woo! Absolutely. Wait, you know, I mean, Sam everyone in here has Arabic? been playing a ton of it. You know, I know Strippin's everyone, been loving all of the us game. Here love it. Yeah. Yeah. We've all had a lot of hours with the game. Yeah, definitely. We know anyone much about who it. would be on this podcast, surely. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, if you started now, you'd be so far behind that I just can't imagine yeah. even managing it. It's just. Yeah. I don't even know how you'd be invited <laughs> on a podcast. Oh, we had it played. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't have an invite now, you're never going to get yeah. one. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. One day okay. I'll make it to the uh, So they announced uh, a new map that no one really got a chance to play, which yep. is Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And they yep. gave us three new characters. Three new characters, which are now in the beta as of last night. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, so I oh, got a chance right. to play yeah, some. Yeah, they like, just got dropped, huh? Yep, they did. Yeah. So we, I think we all, did we all play them? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've all played some of them. Yep. Yeah, all of us. All of us played them, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So uh -huh. uh, the first one is D.Va. Who is in fact that? She's a little yeah. like a. She's a StarCraft Two pro gamer. Sports, yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a GSL champion from South Korea, and I that. think from what I've heard, the South Korean like gamers are going absolutely crazy for her. Well, that's because like, loving it. Oh, you know, all right, all right. Here's the thing. I don't know. Someone at Blizzard must have a fetish for women going, because <laughs> both she and Nova do that far a lot. too much yeah <laughs> like, it's like all right okay i get it that's like a thing somewhere someone's like that is super sexy whatever but it happens far too much blizz um but yeah and sh the way she works is she climbs in a mech so you play as her in a mech and it's kind of slow but it does a shit ton of damage her and ultimate then is insane her ultimate explodes, and I didn't know what the radius. It took me like three or four deaths that to realize what the radius is gigantic. Of that was. I was like, like, "How big is this?" Yeah, it's like I'll just move back a little bit. It's like, boom, you're dead. I was like, uh, "Oh, okay." <laughs> uh, but she, and then if her mech is destroyed, she can pop out of it, and she has a little pistol, and yeah. she's very quick. It doesn't take much to kill her, but she can just run away and be like, "I'll see you in a little bit," and come back. Um, she's she. It's pretty cool. I like I like her. A lot, but I think I like the other characters a bit more. But that's that's just me. Yeah. So far, I didn't really enjoy her that much. I was like, she's okay. And so far in the in matchmaking, we've been seeing almost like two of her every game. A lot of people seem to really, really like playing her. Mm -hmm. to, yeah. the, to to the point where it's actually getting a bit obnoxious because like we really don't need like two Devars as a tank maybe we need like a Reinhardt here it's like nope we're playing Devar it's how it's gonna be you know uh, I mean Diva. you gotta let people get that out of their system oh, yeah you do you really do characters. yeah so, well 
she's an easier character. I think she's along the lines of Farah in ease to play. Like her abilities are, she shoots this, this like wide range, like infinite ammo, like explodey crap. And then she has a shield that blocks enemy. Fire. Do you ever think, uh, do you think like Farah's an example of, I, I guess like she's got a low barrier to entry, the but there's a, yeah. that's yeah. not a noob tube. Like you, you, the rocket launcher, it's a, basically a quake rocket launcher. Like if you hit direct hits on that and you're good at that, you could be a god with that character. Yeah, but if you miss and you don't, if you hit it at their feet, you still are doing a, a little bit of life. damage. Yeah. It's just the same yeah. people that like play Ash in League of Legends and they're like, yeah, and then someone's like, I play more skill-based champions. So it's, yeah, it's just, better. it's just. It's just an easy, like, it's, yeah, I think the barrier entry is easier. Like, it's an easier character to sure. understand. That's She's fair. like Farrah. Like, fair. if I if I was going to say, if you're starting, learn Farrah, because that's the way you're going to learn the game. Like, she's so just an easier character to get a grasp of. What's the benefit of not having her in the mech? Because, like, she has the two forms, no, you right? Can't, like, she, you can, like, she's she in dies. the mech until she, yeah, she's until really, the mech really explodes. Weak. Yeah, and you don't want her out of the mech. no abilities, no nothing. Yeah, she's oh, got okay. a little pistol. But, yeah, but if like the mech if the mech explodes, like she's not dead yet. She's yeah, just like a little exactly. glass house who's trying to run away yes. until she yeah. can. But she can still kill. Mech. I've seen I've seen her run around and shoot people dead, in and in, in just like her little like cute girl form and kill things. So it, it's <laughs> yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Um, then there is Genji, yeah, who yeah. is is Hanzo's brother. He's like hello, brother. You know, and that uh -huh. weird over the yeah. top yeah. Asian voice. He's he's, and... he's Raiden, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's 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 awesome. Uh, he's a melee attacker who then has an um, well, not melee. He has, he throws throwing stars. Yeah. And then yeah. he has a charge forward that attacks as he slices through you. Um. He then also has the ability to block enemy bullets and fire them yeah. back at. You. So he Which like does really like the good. sword thing like. And they fire back at you. I saw dudes kill people with that. It was amazing. I killed what's his name, Roadhog, with it. He's like, I'm gonna use my ult on you, and I'm just like, ching, 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 and he just dies. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Um, he has the ability to. Uh, he can climb over stuff. Yes, Crandor. Like he can cyber yeah. agility. Does his, like super yeah. jet. It's very similar climb. to Hanzo, but he's actually even more agile because he's got a double jump. I think. Yeah, he's Hanzo with a double jump. Yeah, which is really good. Uh, and, and then uh, I don't know about his ultimate. Like I've used his ultimate where sword. you get the sword, and I'm like, I'd rather just keep throwing stars. The ultimate's <laughs> cool though, because it just because if you can get, like, if there's a defense, if they have a solid defense and they're holding a point, you throw that ultimate down, and you run in like a crazy person. Yeah, it's got cleave. Yeah, huge People amounts of damage. Yeah. Um, he also though he's kind of glass housey. Like you can do a lot of damage to him. The if thing he's is not like. Careful. If they're like they show him just wrecking people in that clip in the uh, the Japan map, right? But yeah. like whenever you're fighting with the sword with him, nobody's ever stacked up. There's like two bastions yeah. on the side and like tracer right. dash around. You're just like, where is everyone? Yeah, he's, <laughs> the, the, the video the video you just watched makes him look really OP. He's not like there is there's a lot to be desired for that character. Um, but he's ton of fun to play. Like. He, his funness outweighs the fact that I think he's not that great of a character, but yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's a lot of fun to play. Um, and then the last character, I forget it's her damn name. May. Is it May? May, yeah. I was playing her she's a lot last night. May is really good. She's basically a fun, trolly character that is wonderful. She uh, has a gun. That she, she murders I, tracers, and it's the best. I love <laughs> it. She, 
Yeah, she's basically anti-tracer, anti anyone who's trying to get around you fast. You hit them and they're instantly slowed. And and then uh, and, and, and you can freeze them, them if you, you freeze them. Yeah, it's an ice yeah. flamethrower basically. It's, know, like it's a little the trolliest kill too because you freeze it's them so and they good. have to sit there and wait for you like wait for you to headshot them. them with their ult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah her, her uh, ult. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, she can build ice blocks, which can not only block off walls but can also do things like create bridges or can create like secret areas where you can like get bastions for example to places that would otherwise be impossible for him to get yeah, to yeah you can do set that. up an entire other angle of attack there's so much use for this character i love may i love mm -hmm. her use it's yeah, really, really cool. cool literally and her alt is she the little <laughs> robot on her back the, the little robot on her back shoots off and and sprays an area like an aoe ice uh, attack that if you run into it you're basically frozen and it's just easy kills so, yeah, I'm not 100% convinced by that ability yet. Like that, that ultra ultimate is very team centric because it doesn't really do a lot of damage in and of itself. So your team's got to be ready to throw I am something very in there. Convinced. Very Crendor, myself, uh, Dave, some basically some of the guys from Smosh so went on the show floor and played uh, six May. We yeah. played six May against these guys, <laughs> and it was a complete stomping. It was. Great. They waited for two hours in line just to get trolled by us. Oh, we, felt so, we felt so bad. And we like we had the realization afterwards, like, oh my god, those those poor guys. One was that, wasn't Aww. one the the make a wish kid we like raided for? Oh my god. But he yes. was like really excited. He was like, that was awesome. And we were Aww. like, I felt so bad. I was like, sorry. But yeah, it was and then we did six Reinhardt's, and we just went six Widowmakers. Oh god! Basically, we played uh, another game. Six Winston's the... is unbeatable, by the way. Just want to point that well, out. Well, here's the thing: in the press area, we played a game where uh, it, we started off going six Tracer, right? Is that what we did? Krender went six Tracer, and their response was, "We're gonna go all Winston's." Yeah. And so our response was, "Okay, we're gonna go all Reapers," and it was a great way of looking at the game to show you that it. They aren't focused on characters like balancing all the characters. They're focused on every character has a counter. Yeah, and, and you can change on the fly. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what we did. It was it was amazing. We had uh, six Reinhardt too. Yes, six Reinhardt. We did all sorts of stuff. Um, I told uh, Jeff Kaplan that we went six Reaper or not six Reaper, six Widowmaker, and he was like on defense, and we were like no on offense, and he was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> And that was that was pretty amazing. We've done yeah. six Reaper on offense, and it's been amazing. You know, just uh, for a capture point, we all just phase walked onto the point, killed everybody there, and capped it in like ten seconds. It was great. <laughs> There's, I have a, it's phenomenal game. I can't even. We we talked about it too much last week. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, kind of story wise, mm -hmm. I guess. So, like when we first saw the trailer for Overwatch, it was apparent that they were. Kind of going for a good guys versus bad guys. Like some characters were on one side and some mm -hmm. characters were on the other side. And as characters have been revealed, like when Roadhog and Junkrat were talked about, everybody was like, oh, finally some bad guy the characters. Bad guys, yeah. And I was like, they don't come across as bad guys to me. The, this, but like, and, yeah. and yeah. I haven't been able to pinpoint if they're 
necessarily trying to make characters that fit into like a good guy or a bad guy i think they're trying scenario. to avoid it because i think because then it just it just doesn't make any sense because all these guys are teaming up to fight each other for basically no reason at all so exactly so i was yeah. like but there, but i feel like they're not there necessarily factions. there are there factions is, okay. yes there is a story there are factions um i feel like it's and roadhog come from though. one faction uh reaper yeah, and widowmaker are from another faction um yeah, like once Overwatch was just like disbanded, uh, basically the gist is, uh, using my limited lore knowledge here, there was the Omni Crisis, which is like robots went crazy, and the world went to hell, and so Overwatch was established to sort of bring everything back together. Many of the characters you see were never part of Overwatch. Overwatch is like, I think Soldier 76 was like the founder, and... Um, Winston was very heavily involved in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. many of the characters were in Overwatch, but then many of them were not. And so Overwatch is was disbanded. And so what you get now are, they're all mercenaries. And so Widowmaker and Reaper, they're mercs, but they work for another group. And many of the Overwatch characters don't work for anyone now. They're just mercenaries. And, um, you know, Roadhog and, and Junkrat, they're other mercenaries, but they're all mercenaries now. Overwatch is disbanded. They're all mercenaries. And... The story is like, for example, in the uh, Gibraltar map, Winston is trying to send up a signal to everyone from Overwatch, like, hey, shit's going down, I need you to help. We need to I reactivate get Overwatch, Overwatch, back Overwatch together. Blah, blah, yeah. Yeah. And so every map tells a different story. Like uh, the Hanamura map is basically the Hanzo Genji map. So there's mm. it tells their story there. Um, there. There's all sorts of different things in this world that are like, there's a story happening, but this takes place after the story. So the main story of Overwatch has already happened, and now Overwatch it's, is... It's mostly lore. Like, it's lore in the same way that League of Legends is lore. You know, it's yeah. like League of Legends has factions and people who are rivals, but it doesn't fucking matter because you can pick anyone to be on any team anyway. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm curious because, and we mentioned this like briefly before the break, but one of their announcements about Overwatch was that they're going to be doing standalone animated videos that are going to explain elements of like the world but can be watched in any order like they're not going to be a connecting story arc and then they're also going to be doing comic books that sort of build off of the actual story that you play in the game much like tf2 does so i kept wondering how much it was going to turn into like a good versus evil story or if it even is they did that with like warlords of draenor and it was really good like with each war leader guy, like they did like the little five, ten minute, like comic animated series things. Yeah, and it told mm. you the history. And I, I yeah. basically, and I stand corrected, apparently Reaper was the founder of Overwatch, which is really cool. I like that story. So now he's a bad guy. What oh, happened really? there? I want to know all that stuff. Um, But yeah, so. He died story, and got turned into a Reaper. The story is <laughs> already done. Like the main story of Overwatch is complete has like that's happened yeah, yeah. and so now overwatch is done the robots in the game are part of like the leftovers of the omni crisis like everything has happened already and so it's like the lords the background and now overwatch is gotcha. the world's moved on they're all mercenaries now and everyone has their own agenda and so the story bits are the stories that happen on the map like the little things like the reason why you're going why you're pushing the um uh cargo to the shuttle on Gibraltar is because it has a satellite that's going to be sent up into space that Winston's going to contact all of Overwatch with. Like, yeah. that's the reason for that map happening. And then all the other maps have their own different things, too. Like, um, 
the Zumbani map has the gauntlet that uh, whatever his name was, the one from the trailer, like that gauntlet that punches Widowmaker in the face. Mm -hmm. um, that's on that map, and it's going to a museum, so people can see the like it, it, everything has little hints of what. The Except we're gonna is. fucking murder everybody over a museum piece for whatever reason. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's because it's the Doom Fist, and it's the I most powerful weapon ever. I want of like it is. we gotta get the books to the children museum so they can read. <laughs> These guys in the way, we're just going to obliterate them. <laughs> I mean, you know, but let's let's be honest. Like, it's a team-based FPS. There's only so much you can do with story because the what is the whole ludo narrative dissonance or disco biscuits, whichever you prefer. Like, though, multiplayer games are the antithesis. You know, well, they're the pinnacle of that in that they every kind of story element is usually just like lore and fleshing out and giving you a setting and context, but that's all it's doing. Right. Because everything you're doing in the game is ridiculous because everybody fucking respawns, so unless they have some weird contrived lore reason for you being able to do that, then, yeah, the story is the game you're playing, not not what's actually going on there. But Honestly, here's the thing, I like, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, I think the story exists because of the response to what people saw at BlizzCon last year. Like, yeah. they created probably a basic story, and then because of the response... You know Metsum was like, we can make a real story off of this. And so that's because I don't remember hearing about a story until much later when I went to one of their like events and they're like, oh, yeah, no, there's this cool story. So I feel like either it, it's something that is sort of a, I've always had the assumption. I could be wrong about this, but I've always had assumption is this is what Titan was and that it was yes, going to be an MMORPG, but they scrapped mm -hmm. that aspect and then went with this instead. They used yeah, the assets most likely. to make yeah. this. So they probably had story already existing. Hmm. And it's important, though, I think, for these characters to have good lore and uh, be well fleshed out because and this is we're going to get into the whole uh, business model thing. I really believe that in order to get the best business model, which is not selling fucking heroes, the best way to do it is you've got to get people really invested in the characters because people that are really invested in the characters and really love the characters are more likely to buy skins and cosmetics Goes and back stuff. back to that Rule 34 shit, I'm telling you. The minute that the minute you see that on the internet, you're like, people are super invested in these characters. They care. So much, yeah, so much they want to see them doing it. It's totally true. Like, it's totally in, true. It's the same thing with like, wow, we're like, Illidan's back, and everyone's like, yay! Because <laughs> everyone knows about wrong. it. They did him wrong. <laughs> but that's what everyone I'm saying. Everyone loved that it's, character, and they made him a punk. But everybody was, like, invested in Illidan, and that's why everyone cares. Well, like, if you go, like, Mr. Pandaria or something, people are like, eh, that's a villain. But well, yeah, like, I, I don't even know who the villain in Mr. Pandaria was. Like, I just, yeah, I just exactly. don't. Well, you didn't uh, play it, right? The Shaw? Well, no. <laughs> it's not like you Duh. played it and you were like, fuck <laughs> this story. <laughs> So let's get on to the uh, the business model discussion. So they're still being deliberately cagey about what they're going to do after release. But we now know that Overwatch is, I believe, a $40 buy-in box copy or, of course, digital. And they're saying this is the Origins edition. You get all 21 of the characters we currently have in the beta. You also get a bunch of skins and a few other yep. things. And then we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, that 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 then that's kind of the big problem, and that's where people are sort of terrified because what they're seeing is the possibility that after the initial release, they're going to start releasing heroes and they're going to start charging for them. Well, uh, but haven't hasn't I'll need to find it because I don't I don't want to quote this and have it not be true. But haven't there been interviews 
done during BlizzCon where they were like, no, we fully acknowledge that like the major mechanic of this game is being able to swap heroes. I don't believe Don't ever want they... to give it the same business model as, as Heroes of the Storm. They did say like, that. They did yeah, say we don't want to give before. it. Yeah, they I said. I think that that statement goes a long way. I, did, I think it does, but and they are deliberately avoiding flat out saying what they're going to do. And uh, and because of that element of know. doubt, I think that actually is it. They literally don't know yet because this game isn't coming out until the middle of next year. You know, some people might be thinking it's coming out soon. It's not actually, even regardless of how polished and great the beta is, it's coming out in like seven, eight months. Yeah. So they do have quite a lot of time to figure that out. But I do genuinely think that they have to avoid selling characters because it's as we said, that this game is based around swapping on the fly. And that's why the game is fairly well balanced, because even if they do have some OP comp, you can probably figure out a comp that will break it. And you could do it yeah. on the fly. It's not like Dota or League, where you're stuck with your composition for the entire game. Yeah. Well, like, uh, if you charge people for the box copy, I feel like you should get all the heroes and then make people, like, buy skins and shit. Because people Absolutely. buy yeah. skins. Cosmetic too. stuff. People love yeah. that shit. I yeah, feel like that, that's the way they're gonna go, though. Like, I, I don't know like why they the would most charge you for another hero. Way. Yeah, it's if they if they were smart, if you're paying up front, then you should get those heroes for free. Mm. I mean, they haven't even have they, have they even made a statement to convince us that they will for sure add more heroes? Yeah, they've said multiple times their plan is to add more as time goes on. Yeah. Which would make sense, but I mean the so the Overwatch interview. Uh, people keep referencing this PC Gamer interview. That's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Actually, like they said, they're not sure when and how the heroes will be added, but they said it's clearly not going to adopt a Heroes of the Storm style business model. Right. So it's, uh, but the thing is, like that could be that could also mean well, we're going to release expansions, you know, which would be the standard Blizzard model. If they yeah. do that, there's a lot of other problems with that too, because you start splitting the community. If you let expansion players play with non-expansion players, then they're going to have a problem with that too. This is and a that goes back to multiplayer what game. They can't do yeah, that. It's completely yeah, completely multiplayer. It goes back to what Dodger said though, that because it isn't balanced and it's about switching out characters and, and finding what the counter is, if you create a character that not everyone can play, then that is a problem. It's an inherent game's problem. Broken. Immediately, yeah, game the game is, is immediately broken. broken. Mm -hmm. Oh shit, dude! They're gonna do expansions. That and, it you makes know what? sense. You know what, Crendor? I would agree with you completely. I think that what would happen is gonna be like, yeah, there's gonna be an expansion, and it's nine ninety nine, and you get three maps, and you get five new characters. And, they're not gonna uh, sell maps, though. They've already said this. They, already said they have definitely maps, said they have no intention of selling maps. That's a quote. You get three movies. And three cute Winston baby movies. You get just some. And then they're going to be like, you don't have to buy it. But if you want to play with all your friends that are going to buy it, you should probably just buy it. It's like the WoW expansions. Like, you don't have to buy the expansion, but you're going to buy it. Yeah, but, but if you don't, you you're have fucked. To. <laughs> yeah, because you know, because you can't be in the same world, uh, just like in WoW. Like, if you don't have the expansion, you can still wander around in the same towns for the most part. But right, it's a it's a competitive multiplayer game. Basically, that's what it is. So there are only certain things that you can really do. You know, paid maps are bullshit. They've always been bullshit because they split the community repeatedly. They're fucking stupid. Really, the only shooter that seems to get away with it these days is Call of Duty, and that's only because it's huge. Yeah. 
So w that leaves you with either being able to sell characters, which again is a terrible idea, or selling cosmetics, which seems like the way to go. And if the cosmetics are good quality enough and people care enough about the characters, then they could make a money hand over fist that I mean, way. People already love the characters. I think skins would sell so well. Yeah. And I don't well, know how many voices they need to hear say that, but. Oh, that's true. But they the skins they have. Like the campaign. What campaign? The store. Well, there's like no, a, there's they no, can there make a no single. Campaign. No, that's what I'm saying. They could make a single player campaign and sell that. Sure, right. they could. It would just be a bit weird to do that after the fact. I mean, but it, I, I would, I would play it. Isn't that what Hearthstone did? <laughs> Kinda, but it's it's a bit different. <laughs> like saying, yeah, here's you playing against AI, which we already had in the game anyway, versus here is you doing a full-on FPS campaign, which takes like right. huge amounts of map design, AI design, pacing, cinematics, cutscenes. Like, I mean, they're basically like, they're building an entire new game. Money. Right? Well, yes. I mean, if they if that's how that's they did it, that would be amazing. But... Well, so, also, I mean, what about <laughs> they traded so far with the skins have been very clever. Like it's it's obvious. They're good. That, yeah, they're really good. That what they they thought through what the skins are and it isn't just like yeah, no, it's this one's like the rainbow one. Like they're all <laughs> very clever. They're all really cute. good skins. Yeah. yeah, and and you know they're they're all. I feel like they know what they're doing here. And uh, it's just, we'll just have to wait and see what that is. Because, I mean, all this is a speculation at the moment. No one has a clue. Yeah, all including Blizzard, apparently. Yeah. The fair one was okay. It was just, like, her gold. I was like, that one's kind of meh. But the other ones were really good. <laughs> the other ones were really, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, Bastion one's still yeah. the best one. Bastion, Bastion one's all I Overgrown Bastion, yeah, because he's been a turret so for so funny. long. He, he's got, like, <laughs> stuff growing on him. That's pretty great. <laughs> what about... The bird had time to lay eggs. What about the fact that they're actually charging up front for it? I mean... Because, but my personal opinion is that is entirely fine. But I don't know what the yeah. rest of you Same. think about. It. I, I I think, think it fine. puts people's minds at ease. Honestly, I I think it feels like a much more straightforward, no bullshit way to do it. Just like yeah. you pay money, you get the game, you get all the characters it starts with. The, like there's yeah. no wishy washy aspect to that. As long as they yep. stick to that, everything should be fine, right? As long as you don't fuck <laughs> it up, Blizzard. We'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally okay with it. I think people are worried because they're like, oh, well, it'll be like Titanfall then, because in like nine months it'll be dead and nobody will play it. Except that wasn't I made by Blizzard. So. Yes, <laughs> one that wasn't made by Blizzard. <laughs> well, Two, on PC it's $40, not 60 which is a good thing. Yeah. I feel, all right, I feel like there's potential for that if they don't add more modes. Or more like yeah, I still agree with that. Like right now in the beta, the game modes are really simple and quite repetitive. Yeah, yeah everyone's really excited because there's new characters now. Like, for it, it's fun. It's new. It's fresh. There's a lot of stuff happening in it, and you're experiencing new fun things every time you play. I feel like eventually, playing the same like either push an objective or capture point over and over and over and over again might be a problem. But I feel like they'll add a... all the typical like FPS game. Like they'll do like search and destroy. Like once you're dead, you're dead. They'll do like team deathmatch, king of the hill. Like all the basic. Like, here's the thing: as a long time TF2 player, that's all that TF2 players have been doing for fucking years, and they still play it. It's that's like true. I'm gonna push the cart until I die. That's <laughs> the mentality in that community. <laughs> yeah. They should make a person that only pushes the cart. That's their only objective. <laughs> His name's like Cart Pusher McGee. He's oh, like, he's I've been super, pushing super this. super tiny. So you like <laughs> sometimes can't see him, but yeah. if you shoot him once, no matter what, he's just dead. 
Oh but like God. once he's on the cart, the cart moves extra fast. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Be amazing. Yeah. I mean, TF2 is also free. That and also has more weapons than any other game I've ever seen, and, and has hats. the hats and the whole weird meta game and marketplace and crafting and all those multiple modes like you know man versus machine and all the different events that they do. You know TF2, even though it That's does true. have some very simple modes, it's got a lot kind of on the side, but which TF2 doesn't have right now. Wasn't free at the start. No, it was not. No, but it did come with like three other games. So it's that been did free help for long enough now that yeah. people have been doing push the cart for a long time. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a fun game. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> the yeah, I, mean, only I still thing think it's like the matchmaking still needs some work. It's like we'll queue yeah. up and wait for like 20 minutes. I haven't run into that problem, but Maybe your hidden MMR is just so low that it can't find someone bad enough for you to play That's against Cranberry. Think about that. That's the reason. That's probably That's the reason. That's but probably I was it. platinum in StarCraft. So you were. That means like, maybe it's That so... carries over to games. That <laughs> yeah. carries over the next game. It so... never leaves. I'm also, I'm also gold three in League of Legends. I'm a very slightly above average player yeah. in some you games. You are. When you put your mind to shit, you do very well. I will give yeah. you that, Crender. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about capture the flag. You know, capture the flag. I don't think it would work because Tracer would be hands down the best fucking capture the flag guy, right? Well, what well, if it? What if it? When you captured it, what if it was like you're capturing plutonium, and it shuts you your down abilities slowly. down or whatever? It, yeah. yeah. Then no one abilities. would want to do it. It's like shit. I can't do anything now. Why would I want this? Well, that's yeah. Tracer would uh, be pointless. Yeah. Or it's like in Monster Hunter when you have to grab the egg, and the second you grab the egg, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you that can't do anything, awful. and if you drop the egg, you're fucked. That's why you have to have a team roll with you. Yeah. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They could yeah. do some, like, cool rendition of Capture the Flag or something. They'd, they'd have yeah. to definitely alter. Maybe you can beat people egg. down with the flag. There's a new map uh, called... Uh, Dino Drama. Jurassic... Dino Cretaceous. Mama Drama, and you have to <laughs> grab an egg. Yeah, but it's but it's but it's that but it's that Cretaceous, Cretaceous. Hold on, Cretaceous, cool town, and that's that's a it's a park with dinosaurs in it, and you have to get a dinosaur egg. And the new character is Winston's arch rival, a dinosaur Baby doctor. Maybe Dino Doctor. And oh, Dr. He, he has Dino. PH Dino. Yes, he's a PH Dino. Oh my God! And he has he has a lab coat on. And he has, but he has little claws, so he can't have guns. So he has rockets on his shoulders, and he and he goes, he doesn't talk. He just goes, Aah! and he fires rockets. And he's like, oh, that'd be amazing. This is the PH worst Dino. idea. Ph Dino, Doctor, we got it. And you have to, the whole map is based on him. And he's trying to grow an even bigger, better version of himself. What would his ultimate be? His ultimate is he, uh, volcanoes explode. <laughs> A meteor comes down and kills people. He summons a <laughs> meteor. Including oh my God, he pulls out a little remote and he's like, "Boop!" And then just a meteor. <laughs> it, ha it kills him too because it's like a suicidal pack with oh, the meteor. Yes, where because, he's like, because he, because PH Dino created a space station. He's been up in space, an evil space station, and he's part of. The, and, and he and he has and he has, he launches meteors at Earth because he's trying to destroy Earth. And that's why Winston wants to go to space. Oh and then my he teams God. up. Oh my God! And after the meteor hits, it becomes an ice age, and everyone gets frozen. And Mai goes around headshotting people. Yeah, except except for <laughs> me, who's amazing. Yes. Oh God. 
Why haven't you're we welcome, been Blizzard. Yet? All that's free. Doing all the work, yet. Liz. Unlike all your game. We're going to take a break. <laughs> After the break, we'll talk about whatever the news is, which is mostly complaining about Fallout. There you go. Co optional podcast. We'll be right back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the co optional podcast that I fixed during the break. So Yay. It was a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You, you all did. I had to swap uh, everybody around again. You didn't need to, though. You could have just. They I could have been just. You know they would have complained. could have been you. I don't know. I don't know what all was happening there, but yeah. it would have been great. It would have been a good goof for the I people at home. I posted the podcast like three times. This went smoothly. Every yeah. time. I'll restart my computer after this podcast, but currently <laughs> we're all right. Okay, so news, of which there really isn't a lot of. Like, so I Fallout ask, is kind of glitchy. Yeah, I want to ask one question. Has anyone actually played Fallout 4 yet? Yeah. I'm like uh, no. three hours in. Okay, all right. Well, we're gonna pick your brain about it then. So, oh, are you okay? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I I got review code a week ago, but I was away from home and didn't have the time. And also, Jen said if you play that in front of me, I will kill you. So there was that as a factor, sure. and I think that's uh, fair. You know, that's a fair reaction. Yeah. So I I know. Half of the people in my life who have played it have said, it's so fun, I never want to stop. And then the other half have been like, this is really boring, and I don't get all the hype. So <laughs> I'm curious to see where Jesse falls on that map. <laughs> um, It is... Already, he's rated a 7 out of 10. It's that you know what? Yeah, I, I it's it's weird. It's weird. It's a game that I I like, but at the same time, I find myself at certain points feeling a little bored, and I don't know I don't know why. Like it's it's really hard to describe because it's a Bethesda like, game. Like I love the fact that speaking of Bethesda, there's so much shit just lying around, so much useless. God crap. damn it. Re inventory management, Jesus. Um, it, I mean, I, I clearly am not far enough to give an, a detailed explanation of the game. Mm -hmm. And anything I say, I'm sure someone will be like, that's incorrect. Uh, what I will say is that it's like there's something here that could be very, very, very fun. I don't think I'm at that yet. I think right now I'm going through the motions of learning the basics and how to play rather than like in, in enjoying a lot of what I'm doing. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. Like I, so far I am the beginning. There's a lot to love. And then I feel like it, it reminds me of, holy shit. Uh, it reminds me of metal gear, uh, solid five. And that the first two hours, it's like a crazy, like, oh, shit. And then it is a little jarring. But there's like, now you're doing something completely different. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I, there's a lot I want to say, but I can't. I don't want to spoil stuff. Bob, make you um, at least talk about its gameplay rather than the story? Oh, Anything I mean, like I think that? the gameplay I mean, I think the gameplay is fine. I think, I think the mechanics of the game are fine. Uh, but I don't know all the mechanics, because like I said, I'm literally only three hours into the game. So I can't tell you everything there is to do. I don't properly know. 
Um, I'm told the I, UI is not brilliant. Uh, I mean, it's not something that bothers me. I mean, what have you heard about it? And I can maybe talk on that. That it was really designed for a console and that it doesn't handle well with keyboard and mouse. I also heard that the building, which obviously you won't have got to yet, literally no, requires three hands to do properly. Because <laughs> the way it's oh. designed, like you have to use like the mouse and WASD and the cursor keys, which you physically yeah. cannot do. I wish I could just body swap with Sam really quick because he's he's done a bunch of building in that game already. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the best way to describe it is, yeah, uh, George Ridiculous in chat is like, it it plays, like, it has that Skyrim-y playing style to it, which I, I mean, I fucking love Skyrim. In so the hundreds of hours of nothing at all, really? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, there's a lot, there's a lot of nothing. It's, like I said, it's, there's a lot to love in this game, but at the same time, there's a lot of moments where you're just like, what even am I doing? Like, it seems like I'm not doing anything. That's how I feel every time I play Terraria, and people say that I'm... That's how I feel when I play Terraria. Terraria's full of that. Render. Absolutely full of that. Apparently you can use Shift and WASD, and you don't have to use the things. I mean, that's still pretty dodgy, but you don't need three hands for it, so that's the main thing. It's one of those things where, like, I play those games, and I'm like, this could be fun. And after, like, a while, I'm like, I'm just really bored and want to go play something well, else. Skyrim did have that that very exploratory feel for me, where I was yeah. like, I'm going to just run in one direction and see what I find. And I enjoyed that aspect of Skyrim. Well, that, um, yeah. I mean, that's Bethesda games in a nutshell, isn't it? That you can do y that. Yeah, but... I, I think I liked it more in Skyrim because I like medieval fantasy more than like post-apocalyptic mm. fantasy. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to go explore as like a medieval guy instead of being like, I'm post-apocalyptic. Like, that's the only reason I enjoyed it more. Nothing like gameplay. I think, I'd, I think I'd find the the dystopian setting a bit more engaging. I agree. I, would, I, would agree I always with found that. I like Elder that. Scrolls very generic. I, yeah. there, it, it's... It's, it's so all just to, personal so preferences. Really? <laughs> Nobody's wrong, guys. We're all just saying <laughs> yeah. what we like, and we're all still friends. And I've got yay. people talking about the power arms. Like, yeah, I'm six hours in. The power arm is great. Why the fuck do you have power armor after only six hours of play? What the hell casual kind of shit is this? What the fuck? <laughs> but again, like Jesse said, you're constantly picking up shit. Like, like I, I watched Sam play yeah, for like an hour, is, and it, everybody had like six things on it. It was nuts. I can't, I can't even stress to you how, like, if you are, and I'm so glad I decided not to. If you are trying to do a let's play this game, God bless. Edit you, you your might well, fucking shit. You might as well edit heavily because, for real. Like, if people thought I was obsessed with, and I might actually stream from the beginning and start over because I just wanted to play it, and I, I did so a little bit last night while things were rendering out. Um. Like, if you just want to play it, just to play it, if you're like me, you're going to find yourself constantly picking up everything and thinking, this is used for something. Oh, these glass bottles. I can use these glass bottles for something. Everything, and it feels like everything <laughs> has a use, which makes it even worse because then in the back of your mind, you're like, I need to get everything because everything will eventually be useful to me. Oh, and God. that makes you go around and look everywhere. And the problem, I think, the reason why... I have moments of boredom is because I'm doing that so much that I'm just like, I don't want to miss this and I don't want to miss this. And because the game heavily features the aspect of like, you can use all the shit you find to make cool stuff. I'm like, I don't want to miss out on a cool thing I can make. Oh, 
it feels like the pacing of the game is being slowed down by you w- yeah. wanting to grab everything. That's part of the I, I, problem with like open world, though. Well, yeah, it's yeah, just like. But this is like open world meets Borderlands over. I don't know. Like the way it's sounding. Again, I haven't played it yet. I've only watched other people play it. But like, if I if it was like a huge, open, area to play in. And you had Borderlands levels of drops and chests and things like that. I'd just be like, I can't do this. <laughs> too I, much. I feel like if I was going to if I was going to go through this for like entertainment purposes, I would buy a strategy guide. So I had a thing that listed exactly what everything was needed in order to make stuff. Right. So I wasn't going around collecting everything under the assumption that this will be used for something important later. It's the because. It's ingrained, guys, it's ingrained in me. As a role player, as someone who's been around this great globe of ours for way too damn long, um, I've played games where fundamentally the first weapon you get in the game or the, like, you find an item on stage one that is the best thing in the game later on. Like, when upgraded, is the that is in my brain. And it's, it's because of games like that that I'm consistently thinking, oh, well, this screwdriver later on if i upgrade it all the way becomes the sword of truth and it's the best fucking weapon ever and it's in my brain because of that and i can't get it out so i'm constantly picking up everything under the assumption one of those things will be super important later and this game makes you feel that way and so the vast majority of my experience so far has been i need to get everything so after the intro and after the first bit of the game which again it it, uh, felt, it it reminded me, I mean, it's not very similar at all, but it reminded me of Metal Gear Solid Five, in that it's this crazy, intense, like, shit's happening, awesome. And even, I guess it kind of reminds me of Skyrim, because the beginning of Skyrim was this crazy, intense, like, you're in an event, and then you're set free. And that's what this is like. Crazy, intense, scripted, and now you're set free. Mm. And when I'm set free, I'm like, what do I fucking do? <laughs> there's too much to do. And there's a lot to do in this game. Like a lot to do. And that's where I'm at. Is yeah. I just I hit the, that wall of like there's so much to do. I'm just like The question so the for me is doing, whether or not any of the stuff I'm gonna be doing is really gonna matter because games like right. that, I you know, I know why people love them, especially because they're usually great value for money. Like you buy Skyrim, you get hundreds and hundreds of hours of entertainment out of it. You buy Fallout 3, New Vegas, same kind of thing. For me, though, like, the level of quality of content from moment to moment is so much lower than most games because it's just this huge wander-around wasteland thing, occasionally find something that's okay, do a bunch of fetch quests, maybe craft, maybe meet an interesting character, but then for several hours maybe you then don't because you're just wandering around the place. And for me, like, they're huge, huge time sink games that I don't have the time to play anymore. And I think that's why I stopped... You know, when, I remember the last time I seriously played a Bethesda game was probably Oblivion. And that was when I was unemployed. And I just played Oblivion eight, nine hours a day. I had no money, but it's okay because Oblivion gave me everything I wanted. So I like for a month or two just played Oblivion eight fucking hours a day. Didn't even go outside. These days I'm like, well, the time I could spend playing a Bethesda game could be spent playing a bunch of other really great games. And I could experience all sorts of stuff in that time. So that I think that's, as I've got older, I've become less enthusiastic for the Bethesda style of doing things, which is dump you in this giant-ass world, which is 
in many ways quite empty, but you're going to wander around finding every nook and cranny and every quest and every item, and it's going to take you a long time to do it. I'm really excited to to sit with like a few hours to do nothing and just like let myself play Fallout 4 and see how I like it. I don't want to play it on stream. I don't want to have any sort of a thing like mm-hmm. affecting how I play the game yeah. because I think that that stresses me out in an open world setting, but I'm I don't know. I'm I'm still excited for it despite the fact that a lot of people are having buggy problems with well, it. With, with that. that all said, the people who have done reviews and this is again I don't know why I would trust reviews, but the a lot of the reviews are like this game's amazing, which to me I'm like, "All right, I assume they've gotten much further than me. They know the story, they know what's going to happen, so I will give this game a chance. I feel like I'll probably later this week when I actually have time to like decompress from BlizzCon, probably stream it or something for the exact reason that you won't. I am probably going to need people to be like, you've been looting shit for an hour. It's time to fucking move on, dummy. I'm going to need that because it's, I, I, that's what keeps me going in games like this or else I will collect everything. But like the opposite happens to me, right? If I'm, if I'm playing a game and I've been, looting stuff or like in the same area for a while and I start and I start to be like oh I should move on so that it's more entertaining to watch everybody's like you idiot you just left so much shit behind what are you doing and I'm like I can't I'm so stressed out <laughs> yeah it's, but, 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 but that, and those games shouldn't be about that they should be about immersing yourself and forgetting you know that you have a real life yeah <laughs> I asked our like little nerd chat with Gmart and stripping of how they like it, because they've been hardcore playing it, and Gmart said, pretty overwhelming in terms of what you can do, craft. Inventory managing gives me a headache. Dialogue yes. got super simplified, and Sam says, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thanks, yeah, yeah Sam. Sam, the guy who for the last two years has been doing nothing but playing early access crafting survival games, likes the crafting and inventory management. Big yeah. fucking surprise said, there. There's a whole game just in the town and camp building management defending from raiders. So yeah, that's... It does sound like Sam's shit. type of game. That is a, so that's again, it in a nutshell. Yeah, it comes down to like your preference of yeah. what you want in a game. Like it's, if it, you really just want to become immersed in this like Fallout world and be like, this could be my life. Like, I it's mean, probably it really did look really like fun. the dialogue got simplified. And I actually hate that if that's true because obviously the dialogue of uh, Fallout is a huge, huge factor of why one, it's well written, and two it allows you to open up different play styles. You know, I remember yeah. playing a character in, I think it was either Fallout 1 or 2, who was so dumb that he could only really co- communicate in grunts. You know, and it changed <laughs> the dialogue as a result of that directly, or having a specific skill that ended up getting me some amazing companion just because I happened to have, like, high science or whatever, you know? that And that was kind of wonderful. I, I, are you afraid of a giant bee? Dodger, because that's what you were just kind of staring fearfully in the distance oh, there sneezed. for a second, like, oh Trying god. See- I felt another sneeze about to happen, and so I was staring out the window to try and get the light to yeah. help me sneeze. Apparently it's like just a kind of dialogue wheel now, and it's sim- and the problem is they got voice acting, so they're going to inherently limit the amount of lines they're going to have, which to me, right. it's why I always prefer the dialogue system from Dragon Age Origins to Dragon Age 2, you know. It's much, much better, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, probably I played, not gonna be keen uh, on that. Yeah, I played like Dragon Age, the new one, and I was like, eh, and then people were like, Go play the other one. And I went and played the other one and I was like, Oh my god, this is a lot more fun. One's great. Aww. Yeah, Origins is great. Yeah. Too shit, I, but Yeah, I definitely think this is one of those things like next podcast I'll probably have a better understanding of the game. Yeah, I think we all will because we've all got a lot more time in it. 
But right now, it's just I, I got in the game, played the intro bit, and then was immediately like, all right, now I have things to do. I just don't know <laughs> what they are yeah. because you definitely have that Skyrim-esque, like, here's where you need to go. But, but you don't have to. Yeah. yeah, because it's a sandbox. It's like, but I can go a million other places, and those are all way cooler than where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then you end up wandering off. Can I I want to give a shout-out, by the way, because what's been going on a huge amount that the reviews have barely covered is the fact that this game is buggy as shit, just like every other Bethesda game. And on consoles in particular, it has some huge performance problems. And really, the only site to properly call this out and actually score the game down for it was Giant Bomb, who were given the PC mm. version 4, and they gave the Xbox One and PS4 versions 3 out of 5. Like, they Dang. factored Dang. the damn... Yeah, they factored the performance problems into the score like they fucking should have. Like, I'm sorry, but a game that breaks as often as Fallout 4 does on console, and if you've read up on all the problems it's got, should never be getting a 9 or a 10. That's fucking awful. That's, yeah, saying, you're absolutely this right. car's uh, amazing, but it's only got three wheels, and sometimes it explodes. But when it doesn't what, explode, it's fucking incredible, guys. Seriously. That's what people were saying about IGN's review. IGN's review is like glowing, glowing, glowing. Last paragraph is like, here's the deal. It's pretty buggy as shit. 9.5. Like, it's like, what? I don't think under any circumstances, like, I, I mean, I think scores should all go to hell anyway, but if you're gonna score, ignoring, pro you know, bugs and performance problems and mechanical issues that a game has is disingenuous as shit, you know? And don't give me this whole, you sure it's buggy? I've been playing and haven't noticed anything. Great, can, thank you for your anecdotal evidence. It's a Bethesda <laughs> game. People run into all sorts of shit. You probably haven't even got to the place that's the problem yet. I mean... You know, on Xbox One and PS4, when you were zooming into a scope, it was halving the frame rate. And bear in mind, this game runs at like 30 anyway, so it was like running like shit every time you look down a scope. All sorts of problems, pathing issues and clipping. And if you're trying to lock the frame rate on PC, of course, it goes to shit because it uses Gamebryo. So if you go past 60, the physics break. Uh, there was a guy that recorded at 144 because he had a 144Hz monitor. He literally couldn't leave the intro area because the physics broke. Uh, there's all sorts of issues with it. And, you know, the PC version, you have to mod the INI files to get rid of mouse acceleration, get your field of view where you want it to be, fix the UI somewhat, and all that kind of thing. That's the classic, like, IGN thing. It's like, there's so many bugs, you're going to need bug spray to keep them away. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10, because it's a Fallout <laughs> game. There, there was a point yeah. that people have made repeatedly that I think is, is absolutely valid, that fucking Bethesda games get a free pass whenever they're janky as shit on launch. Like, nobody seems to care. But, you know, if you let Ubisoft do that, they'll tear you to pieces, you know, for obvious yep. reasons. And Beth Bethesda somehow gets a pass. And I'm not okay with Bethesda getting a pass on that. The if the game runs like shit, that's a problem. And don't tell me, oh, I don't care how it looks. You care about how it plays. And if it runs like shit, that's what it's affecting. It's like Call of Duty, too. They're always like, this Call of Duty is amazing. And then you play it, and you're like... Okay, it's like the other Call of Duties. Well, it's like the other ones, yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the PC version's supposed to run pretty smoothly, but I did try a little bit, and, like, I, the mouse acceleration was immediately noticeable. I had to go and find a guy to disable mouse acceleration, which required me to go into the INI files. Uh, the default FOV is 80, which is a bit low, so you might want to tweak that. Uh, the UI is apparently just, like, barely functional with keyboard and mouse. It's just mm. not even designed properly at all. So, yeah. yeah, apparently there's also no colorblind mode that someone's telling me about. So anyone that's color deficient has some issues there. So, yeah. So fun. 
But nine out of t- <laughs> ten out of ten because it's a because it's a new Fallout game, guys. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. No game of the year. I sorry, I don't buy into the Bethesda hype train. I never have, and I get why people like those games and why they spend hundreds of hours in them. But let's not pretend they're any good on launch because they're always broken as shit. And it looks like Fallout Four is exactly the same. But it's okay because there'll be mods in a year that fix it. <laughs> Great, buy it in a year then. <laughs> It'll be on sale. Yeah, it will. I kind of want to just refund it and buy it a year from now. <laughs> Not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess that was our fairly uninformed opinion on Fallout. And <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to become so they don't know anything. It's like, you are the guys that demanded we talk about it. So fuck yeah, you. you spent two hours being like, what are you guys talking about? What are you talking about Fallout? Fallout? Stop talking about Hearthstone Nova. We're talking about Fallout. You know, when I told people that I was uh, playing... Uh, Overwatch and yet I had a Fallout review code, people were genuinely upset with me. Like, they were fucking angry that I was doing that. What the fuck are you doing? Like, I'm playing the game that I want to play right now. Because <laughs> yeah. Overwatch is pretty fun, so who can play that, you know? How dare you? You should yeah. be honored. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. You should be honored. Well, yes, yeah. I'm truly, truly honored to have to punch through that wasteland for 60 plus hours to figure out whether or not it's any good. Uh, is there anything else in the news that's actually, like, worth talking about? There's, I, I have a feeling that nobody really wanted to release a lot of news this week because of, obviously, BlizzCon and all these releases. There is, of course, uh, a trailer for Mass Effect Andromeda that came out. Well, that's right. But it's, but it's not, it doesn't tell us or show us anything. It doesn't tell you a damn thing. <laughs> not a like, ah, damn Jennifer thing. Jennifer Hale, how are you? We've yeah, other than them do. using femship voice, I don't know that. Which told I'm us totally anything. okay with, incidentally. Oh, also, can we um can we stop pretending that there's a large contingent of people that are genuinely upset that femship is voicing that? Because there's basically nobody that's upset about that. That that is nope, bullshit. There's like I over the last couple of weeks, I've been getting kind of increasingly annoyed with the internet over how they deal with controversies. Like the most recent no. one being the fucking what? Starbucks red cup thing that i was like yeah all the christians in the fucking universe are rebelling because like so there's one crazy ex-pastor guy that made a video and suddenly every christian in the universe fucking hates starbucks because of red cups no they fucking don't (laughs) and i read through this stuff it's like what about red cups what What? so (laughs) starbucks like holiday cups this year like are just kind of plain red and don't really have like because last year they had like a snowflake and a bauble and everything they've never actually had any christian iconography on them at all but people like war on christmas war on christmas except no one is actually doing that yeah Uh, nobody's actually doing that it's all like one video and then like 99.9 percent of everybody else is reacting to it to show like look at how progressive we are look at how progressive we are we're amazing we're amazing and then a bunch of fucking websites trying to make money off it this happens all the time it's the same shit with this nobody is fucking rebelling over the fact that they use the femship voice are you fucking kidding me in fact i'd say the vast majority of hardcore gamers played femship because you had a better fucking voice actor and femship was best shep as everyone is clearly aware that's a st- fact i am an expert Facts. on femship there is no doubt about it so you need to understand that nobody is mad about this and the only person mad is me that you're pretending to be mad you disingenuous fucks <laughs> Also, so, I moving want to cross on. on my coffee cup. I'm just saying. Where's my Jesus cup, though? Fucking I want to cross on my coffee cup because I want Jesus to know how addicted I am to caffeine. <laughs> he died for that cup. <laughs> it's my sin of caffeine <laughs> indulgence. Really, really, it's, 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 yeah, it's gluttony. So, yeah. 
just so we're all aware. There's a yep. new Blood Bowl patch coming out soon. Well, to fix it. I'm excited. They're adding uh, pretty much stuff that should be in the game. They're patching it like dice log history during matches, option to display the grid during matches. <gasps> Yay! Yay! Uh, I know. These are good things. I can, can now... I can be <laughs> reminded about how bad, many bad rolls I've had. That's great. <laughs> you can uh, reconnect to a match after a crash. PC oh, thank only. God. Yeah, that's good. So, and then uh, they're also adding detailed stats for each player. So now you can track your stats per like player. Sick. Which is pretty cool. That's kind of great. So, yeah. Just, like, cool, like, things you can actually use yeah. in the game. So, yay, Blood Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yay. 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 Yeah. Which, by the way, the Blood no, Bowl Amazon League's in week three. It week is. Week three. And I yay, still can't afford a fucking apothecary. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You 20,000 from uh... a tie. Fucking <laughs> bastards. You play Pyrian this week. Oh, great. Awesome. I'm going to get destroyed. <laughs> and he also just lost to me, so he's probably kind of like looking for a rebound. Wonderful. Awesome. I play the love of my life. You play Sam, who's going to try to probably just murder you very <laughs> badly. I mean. But she plays dwarfs. That's not going to happen. Dwarfs, it's going to be the other way so around. <laughs> like, that's true. She's just going to uh, grind through him. I think Mathis already played unit lost. I don't know what happened in that game. Jesse played Northern Lion, I think. So that should oh, be fun. Oh my god, he's playing those little rat bastards, and I'm going to oh, kill Skaven? Oh, fuck Skaven. So yeah. help me. So yeah. help me god. I actually might guy. be able to uh, kick uh, kick uh, the ass out of uh, some Skaven, because they have really low armor, and I can keep up with them. So I'm just going to run up and just keep punching them over and over again. <laughs> I just want to kill Northern Bashy Lion's elves. Characters. It's like, fuck everything <laughs> about trying to play properly with elves, and just go bashy elves fully on Skaven. This is going to be fun. I need experience. I need I need the SPP, man. I haven't got I a single rank up yet after two matches. My XP is so spread out that I've got nothing. At least maybe by game five, I'll have everybody up to level two or something, or they're going to be dead. I don't know. We could have we could have fixed that TV. <laughs> Not even John Cena elf leveled up. It was really <laughs> upsetting. I mean, at least you can buy an apothecary next time, even if you only get 10,000. Yeah, it'll probably be after three <laughs> of my main characters die. It's going to be great. Oh, You've been man. lucky because, like, you haven't had any injuries. I've so had no injuries. Good. To be fair, like, elves are all armor rate. Like, they don't get injuries that often. At least dark elves don't anyway. Yeah. So that's not then too I bad. play Force. So, I think he's actually, like, two ties. So, I mean, he's not doing terrible. Mm. And Lil Skittles has had some uh, interesting matches where people have tried to hurt him, but he's not he's not gone yet. Lil Skittles Jr., however, is going to miss the next game. So, I have Fish Sticks coming Wait, in. Wait, what? Take his place. <laughs> he got injured. Uh there's a Lil yeah. Skittles Jr.? Yeah, yeah because I, th I think he's, he's predicting <laughs> that someone is going to kill that fucker at some point. And as a result, he's two of them. No. yeah, then he's going to release new merchandise. <laughs> this is his whole fucking plan. You realize that, right? He is Here's deliberately getting people to try and kill that character right, so he can Skittles release a memorial T-shirt. Yeah, Lil and then the Skittles. second shirt will be Rise of Lil Skittles Jr. Yep. Lil Skittles yeah. is already, like, he's supposed to, like, you know, maybe not play as well and his son would rise up. His son hasn't done anything except drop the ball and roll ones. <laughs> Lil Skittles is already up to level two. He's got plus one movement. God. And he's I just, driving again. I can just imagine Crendor's uh, strategy so and what he's thinking <laughs> in the back. He's like, merchandising, merchandising, <laughs> where the real money from the Blood Bowl is made. I went when Irish Sam, there for a second. Sam, <laughs> Sam messaged me and he's like, why wouldn't you make Lil Skittles sweatpants? And I was like, because Krensloth pet sweatpants make more sense. And he's like, well, you're missing out on the opportunity for Lil Skittles. I'm like, no, you're wrong, Sam. This is where you should have went to Marketing 101 in Community College and gotten a D in it. Uh... <laughs> 
you, <laughs> you yeah. wait until either Lil Skittles returns to glory, wins the championship, or does something amazing, or he'll die, in which case you make rest in peace Lil Skittles shirts. Or Lil Skittles Jr. dies, and then you use well, that as a storyline for Lil Skittles. Yeah. But got your commercial all planned. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> but aside from that, you know, it's going well. Blood Bowl um, Three: The Quest for More Money. I was really <laughs> excited because the first member of Taiko Dwarf School who hit level two was Kuroko Tetsuya, who is the character that the show is named after that the team is from. So. You got your other runner-up to level two as well. Anime. Yeah, anime. And like, anime. <laughs> you and G-Mart were like, they don't even fucking run. They she don't run. She doesn't even make them run, like, and they're leveling <laughs> up. God damn it. The, okay, we were watching that game. You got the ball with your runner, and I was like, oh, man, she has, like, a clear path to run up there and only have, like, one person able to hit her. And you just stood there. You didn't do anything. Yeah, and I was because like, you I, just punch people. I'm scared of tripping. As you didn't course. even have, you didn't you even did, have to But trip. you didn't have to do Look, go for it. You know what, Dodger? I'm with you. I'm with you. I have like things and people are like, you should just oh, those 83% go for it. Do it. I'm like, have you this not is, seen what's happened to me in the past? <laughs> this is literally just like what we were talking about with Fallout streaming versus not streaming. It's like the second that I knew that like knowing that people can watch me play that game, <laughs> play fucking Blood Bowl makes me go every option of what I do is I'm going to be told that I made a stupid choice. Every single possible thing but that I could do. But it was a stupid choice. You could have just ran up the field. But see, like, I was thinking, but if I run and then somebody, like, trips me or some shit, then later I'm going to be told, like, you. why the fuck did you run? You obviously knew somebody was going to trip yep. you. I can't. Yep. I have I'm so much stress. I'm with you on this. I have so much stress over being messaged after every game, like, why the fuck did he do that, you idiot? I'm like, I can't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> And G-Mart was like, Sam, so, why don't you, like, tell her that you, like, train her and help her? He's like, she won't let me train her, dude. No, absolutely not. <laughs> because you want to know what? The second I was done with that fucking game, G-Mart messaged me and was like, yo, you did real bad in that game. And I was like, fuck yourself. Like, you're the problem. I hate my friends. It felt really good to be chat for once. And I really can see why chat is the way they are now. Mm -mm. I'm just like, no, what real, would G-Mart is the, the problem, thing? just so you're all aware. <laughs> Well, that's true. Gmart is the problem. What a dick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's Blood Bowl Week 3 coming to you live. Mm -hmm. From New York. Saturday Watch night. Watch my relationship fall apart on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good shit. I really hope Sam rolls just like lots of ones against you. That'd be my favorite. All ones? Oh, shit. And then you, like, just kill I just, him. Just I kill ideally hope yeah, that that sort of thing could end up happening. God, that would be kind of wonderful. so great. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Sam is elves? Yeah, Sam's wood elves. How many fucking elves are there in this goddamn There's game? There's three. Oh, my God. There's high elves, dark uh, high elves, elves, and wood elves? Wood elves, right? yeah. yeah. It's three. Three elves. Yeah. There's And there's, like, there's another elf team that they probably won't add, which is just, like, elves. Like regular yeah. elves, just just kind of a mixture. Although they of that. said they're working, they hinted that they're working on the the slan, the frogmen. That'd be really. cool. Oh my god, that would be amazing if they went full. Yeah. Where the fuck? You know, I need my Norseman back. You know, we're I gonna know. get some Viking going on here. There's some. I hope so. I think they said slan and like undead were the two they're working on right now. Yeah, they hinted Blood at Bowl it on the Blood Bowl Reddit. Blood Bowl. 
actually has some really weird teams that most people don't know about and mm -hmm. that you know that in itself is kind of pretty great I mean, they hey, Amazons. they have well they have the chaos pact which is an interesting one uh, that's uh, that's something that I don't think we've ever seen you can actually get three yeah. big guys in the chaos pact there's yeah that's really cool slan is one as you mentioned uh, there's obviously all the different kinds of undead. There's the Camry. There's also the Necromantic team, and there's there's a straight up Nurgle team and all that sort of thing. Then because yeah. there was that weird Underworld team that was in the oh yeah the Legendary Underworld. Edition, which was like a combination of goblins and Skaven. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's ogres. Oh yeah, ogres. the ogre team. Oh god. <laughs> so Just many like big guys head. in the ogre team. <laughs> and I love like in Blood Bowl Tactics, the first line is ogre teams are one of the worst in the game. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just awful. Blood Bowl. Yeah, let's do releases. Cool. Today, the day of my daughter's wedding, it's is November 10th. Um, we've got Fallout 4. Yep, that's a thing. About. That's out. People are seeming to like that idea. Yep. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider on Xbox One and Xbox 360. I Wrong did platform. Play a little bit of that. You did. Yeah, you so did far. say it was pretty cool. I'll yeah, wait for I'm, it to come I'm out on PC. I'm it so far. Yeah, a lot of people uh, have said it's pretty great. Super Beat Zonic with an X. It's what? for Vita. For Vita. A, so a Vita game exists. Bullshit. Uh, it might not be. Oh, yeah, it is. Now... It, it, on the front of it, it is. I, it's not actually anime bullshit. It's just the front of the box is anime bullshit. It's a sort of um, music shooter game. It actually looks pretty great. Really nice colors and shit. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's a rhythm game. Next basically. is Phineas and Ferb, Day of Doofenshmirtz. Oh, man, I was waiting for this game for a long time. <laughs> oh, it's so another Vita game. Vita finally getting its day right here. <laughs> day of Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> Absolutely. This was the one I was on about. I've never watched Phineas and Ferb. I guess people dig it. I don't know. Is, is, it, is that a cartoon or something? It's a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's on Cartoon Network. I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure. Apparently, it's a richly authentic Phineas and Ferb experience. I think it's Ooh. Disney Channel. It's Disney. 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 Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's Adult Swim or anything like that, but... No. Yeah, it's Because it has one of the people voicing it's that Disney girl is in High School Musical. I forget her name. That narrows it down. The blonde one. I don't. You know, blonde. You know, blonde. I'm getting Blondo. to the point where I'm getting old, and I'm like, what was that lady that, that one the kids girl. like? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next. Damn, kids. Next <laughs> is on. Arcade Archives Super Dodgeball for PS4. It's Super Dodgeball. Mm -hmm. super uh, dodgeball. Next up is Sky Scrappers for PS4. This uh, actually, yeah, it's, on, it's on PC as well. It kind of looks interesting. It's sort of like a mixture of Speedrunners and Smash Brothers, from what I can tell. Like, you're competing and fighting your way to the top of a collapsing building, so it's kind of like a vertical speedrunners, but you're also fighting each other to try and knock each other off. It actually looks kind of great. Interesting. Uh, Chromaya for PS4. Ew, that's an interesting one. Chromaya. That's also out on... That's also out on Steam. Um, it is kind of like Res, apparently. Yeah. It's a sort of uh, on-rails kind of Res-like shooter. Hmm. Actually, looks kind of neat. neat. Also, Legacy of the Void is out today. That's not on our list, but StarCraft oh, yeah, 2 Legacy yeah. of the Void is available. Go buy it. <laughs> Go play it. Go watch our videos so that we might be given more Blizzard money in the future. That would be great. Thank you. I'm not yeah. making any of those. I'm not either. 
All right, tomorrow, <laughs> November 11th, we've got The Forgotten Forest. The Forgotten Forest. Apparently it's an RPG horror game? Okay. What? All right. Forgotten okay, yeah. I, I don't know how that's that actually kind of, yeah. Is it on Steam? Because I can't even find it on Google. No, it's on Desura. Looks like Des it was made. I'm sorry, it's on Desura. Desura shut down. Well, that that's where been... I'm looking right now. So it's not There's on a... Steam. So where can you actually buy? Does this game even exist? Yeah, it is on Steam. Uh, it's There's coming also out a book called today. The Forgotten Forest. This is an RPG making game. 1992. Yeah. It's yeah. RPG. Is it a young yeah. adult novel? Key features, jump scares. Like Woo! <laughs> yeah. Great. It's an RPG maker game with jump scares. I couldn't be less interested. Next. Great. Next is called <laughs> Evil Defenders. But why would you defend evil? Well, maybe you're defending against evil. Maybe there are evil people defending their evil master. Well, maybe it's they're, they're defending against evil. It's a tower defense game. Although, to Not its credit, to its, its credit, the art style is actually quite nice. Uh, next up is called Kuro Blaster. Okay. I feel that any game that releases itself this okay. week is probably not going to sell many copies. I don't know why I get that idea. No, I feel bad for anybody who is like, I think early November is a good idea. So Kuro Blaster like looks like it was released on the Atari 2600. It is a run-and-gun shooter with pixel graphics that looks unbelievably ancient, basically. Didn't Tomb Raider come out today, right? Yeah. We just covered that. Well, it's that. just kind of funny because, like, it doesn't even have a stream with a thousand viewers on it, and then there's Fallout 4 just, like, destroying. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was nobody nuts. watches I console stream... footage on Twitch. Like, that's just not yeah. something that people do a lot of. Unless it's Destiny, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um. Last up tomorrow is Spelunker World on PS4. Which is not Spelunky, right? I don't think so. It says Spelunker. Spelunker World. Spelunker. I don't even know what this is. I Spelunker came out in 1983. I don't even know if this is... Is this an update? It's a remake, maybe? Probably a remake. I Possibly, yeah. Hard cool. to find info on that. Well, let's move on. Yes. November 12th, we've got Marble Duel. Marble Duel. Marble Duel? Marble Duel. We can duel with marbles? This is, looks like Zuma. This looks like Zuma. Very much like Zuma. Zuma? Or, or Luxor. I can't remember if it's Zuma or Luxor that does this. Zumba dancing? The one where you, like, have a cannon? Yeah. But it also seems like they've put some puzzle quest elements in it. It's got RPG elements. Like, you, you can level up and upgrade your spells and shit, but it looks to me like it's, um... Yeah, the kind of cannon game with the line of different colored balls. Mm. I actually might try that because I'm a bit of a sucker for, hey, this is a casual game, but we put RPG elements in it. Like, ooh. So maybe. We'll see. Next up is the purring quest. Well, we know what your next the video is. The purring quest. Have you ever that wanted to be a cat? It. You yeah. will be able, thanks to the <laughs> aventure platformer, the purring quest. Take on the role Woo. of Kimchi the cat. Kimchi the cat, okay. And meet famous cat of the internet in a journey oh full of humor. Oh my god. That sounds amazing. This sounds fucking terrible. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, famous cats. Famous cats. My the, the last key feature is committed with a social cause. Yeah, because a percentage of the profits go directly to animal welfare associations. Oh, there you go. Oh, gotcha. Well, there you go. Play the cat game. Play the cat game. Save the cats. Next up is Heroes and Titans Online. 
If it's got the world Heroes online in it, I never want to play it. Both of them at once. Both of them, damn, dude. It is. I think it's. It's def. This is obviously a mobile. What? Holy shit! <laughs> oh my! How the fuck did this get on Steam? Jesse, go go have a look at this and go have a look at the screenshots. The last but two. But I'm looking at World Ship Simulator. Which no. Is Jesse, fucking do it. Go to Steam. Go have a look at this. Look at the last two screenshots. Okay. You What's will it be again. Heroes and Titans, Titans Online. Online. Oh my god, how the fuck did this get through green light? What? <laughs> so Kel'Thuzad and Chan are just in the- And Jaina? This- this game is flat out ripping off- Didn't wow. Didn't we mention this before? I feel yeah, like I'm pretty sure we did. Like, it used to be a mobile game. game. Complete rip off of WoW. How the fuck does this still exist? How have they not been sued into oblivion? Let me uh, see what I can show you here. So this <laughs> is on is the page. Like, that yeah, is look at that. That's fucking Kel'Thuzad. And that is Chen <laughs> or whatever he's. Blatant. And this is Jaina. That's fucking Jaina. How the hell did this get through? There's also a troll. It appears yeah, with troll. orange hair. Yeah, I mean, well, there's. A, I mean, that's clearly an orc. Right uh, that might uh, be Illyria, I think, in the logo uh. there. Even the logo Heroes and Titans looks really, really similar to um, Kingdom Rush's logo. Yeah, I think so too. I How was the fuck? That. <laughs> there's, a, there's an orc that looks just like Garrosh. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Yep. There's a they, have a two, they have a two-headed demon dog. Oh my god. They literally, if you go to screenshot two and look in the bottom right, there's literally like all the WoW characters. There's the fucking bears from WoW. Oh my god, it, that's the Zol Zolaman troll bear that's in there. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking treant. That's Illidan. Illidan's a fucking boss. What the shit? <laughs> How did this get on Steam? That's that's uh, what's a face, the frost worm. I'm letting you know I'm playing this game. <laughs> Holy fuck. I need to make a video on this. Cause the last time I did a video on a game that ripped off a Blizzard game was um, that game that ripped off Rock and Roll Racing. I remember that, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that got taken out. That's been one of my really popular videos because I made that video and the game the next day was like sued out of existence. You can't even buy it anymore. Motor Rock. Yeah, it was Motor Rock. That was the name of it. I can't wait. This is gonna be so fun. I cannot wait to see what happens with this. Wonderful. Just wonderful. Well, I'm buying this before you get it sued out of existence. I want- uh, I it's, want it's out in one day, 19 hours. Let's see if Blizzard sues it, it before that. I'm ready. Oh, this is my Holy favorite shit. video. This is happening. Let me I guess, play with I you. I guess like, it's Blizzard's all at BlizzCon. <laughs> Let's sneak this game onto Steam while they're not yeah. looking. This is yep. wonderful. All right, this is gonna be great. Yeah, I'm gonna try and download this hopefully when it comes out before it gets sued out because I really want to play this. Yeah. I'm very curious. It's a massively uh, multiplayer RPG as well. We can all play. Oh my all god! Have fun Incidentally, did that Spartans game, the one that literally Spartans versus Zombie Defense, is still on Steam? A game that literally stole not only the likeness of people from the 300 movie, but also actual sound from the 300 movie is still on Steam somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. That's amazing. All right, cool. Well, anyway, yes, let's uh, let's continue. Next I'm so up excited. It's a game called Tricone <laughs> Lab. It's a microscopic organism puzzle game. 
It is. That sounds fun. Next. Wow. Next is World Ship Simulator. Jesse, yeah. go. It's a game where you make a boat and then you travel the world. Wow. <laughs> like a simulator boat. Next you up. Boat, you simulate it. Is a game called Steel Ocean. Oh, look. It is quite clearly a Chinese ripoff of World of Warships to the point where even the logo looks the same. What the hell is happening on God. Steam this week? Nice. Good lord. Next. Next up, uh, going on to November 13th, 13. we have Wicked Witches. Oh, wicked Witches. That does not help me at all find this game. Have you ever wished to turn unpleasant people into frogs? I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I considered it, definitely. I don't know exactly what... These, the screenshots don't tell me a damn thing about this game. No. Neither does the description. So, apparently it involves witches. Great. Next. Cool. Indie action adventure. Oh, yay. <laughs> Next up is called The Rivers of Alice Extended. I'm going to assume it's The Rivers of Alice, but extended. A classic style emotional graphic adventure in a universe of puzzles and characters. Yeah, it's a point and click, basically. Cool. Next yeah. up is Football Manager 2016. I Shit. guess I assume it's a management game, but about Yeah, so this football. is the game that causes overall productivity in the UK to drop 30% when it comes out. It's basically one of the most, if not the most popular video game in the UK, period. What? It's, yeah. It dominates every year. It's what incredibly popular. Yeah. As someone who so plays weird. Madden as a simulator game, it can get very addicting. Yeah, mm. Football Manager is the it's the D&D of people that like football in the UK yeah, and it like sells untold RPG. millions of copies. It's incredibly popular. Uh, like yeah. cool, Y'all love cool your sports kids shit. RPG. Absolutely. Yep. All right, next. Next up is Aquatica. An action-adventure game with puzzle elements. There appears to be a turtle of some sort, and there are boss fights. Great. Next up is Uriel's Chasm 2. This is that game. This is that game. This is that game. Oh, my God, guys. What? Everyone just go look this up. This is that game. All right. While you look this up, I'm going to read you the description. What the shit is this? The unlicensed Bible game that should have been buried in a desert is back. What? And this time, it's taking no prisoners on its metaphysical psychosis quest into the very nature of God and death. Narrated by award-winning no-wave high priestess Jerobe, <laughs> Jarbo, whatever this. Wait, what? This is it's a game that makes like just look at the screenshot. This game makes no fucking sense. <laughs> doing it, and then it's interrupted. The game is interrupted periodically by people saying like, "This is a shitty game." Like it's crazy, crazy. <laughs> the top Trendor. review. The top review is please kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the about this game on Uriel's Chasm 2. You've been showered with mercy and adopted as a daughter by a mysterious entity known as the Abstraction, charged with cultivating a garden paradise on a barren frame in the middle of space for a mysterious suitor who is yet to come. Oh, wait, is, is there's... Oh, no, I, I was looking at Uriel's Chasm 1. There's a 2? This is 2, yeah. This is... What? <laughs> the second one is the one that's I wasn't about even, to I come even, out. Oh, my God, I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Shut up. Uriel's Chasm 2 NX? <sighs> that's some next-level shit. So let's move on. Hugarashi <laughs> when they cry, where? I assume that's yeah. how it's pronounced. Higurashi when they cry, who? Oh, okay. Maybe. It's, it is, it's an anime bullshit. Ooh. It is Perfect. a sound novel, apparently. So not a visual oh. novel. Oh. That sounds interesting. 
Uh, next up is Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Wow, I think Yay. we know about that. Let's just gloss over that. Yep. Uh, next up is Horse Life 4 for 3DS. Horse Life 4. Horse Life 4 confirmed. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta see Horse Life 4. I'm but, sure it's oh incredible. Oh my god. It's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> also, um, oh my god, never mind. I'm gonna be silent for a minute. No, never mind. It's the next game. It's the next game. This Guys. game looks creepy as hell. Guys. Okay. November 16th, we've got Cinderella Escape. That's not what I thought it was going to be. When I go, when I went to go look up screenshots of this game, it's not what I thought it was going to be. What the shit? All the screenshots <laughs> are in Japanese. It's not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it's like she's chained up in a BDSM dungeon. Wait, yeah. what the yeah. fuck is There are this? actual BDSM characters in it. This is what the... It's not what I thought it was going to be. Guys, can we just give up on Steam? Because it's going to hell pretty quickly. What the shit is this game? I don't know. There you go. There's your next video or whatever. You go figure it out. It's got a female protagonist in it. It says... These well, are the yes, tags. that is Indi true. It says, Indie Nudity Female Protagonist Puzzle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Killing it. All right. Uh, next up is ROOT in all caps. It is a cyber espionage-themed stealth FPS. Actually, it kind of looks pretty neat. Hopefully, it will not suck. Cool. Next. Uh, next up is Fuego. 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 Why do I... I, thought, I think I've heard of this game before. Yes. Yeah, this is really interesting. Uh, it's about animals in a Mexican standoff for some reason. Yep, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Obviously. It's... <laughs> It's almost like kind of a social kind of uh, bluffing game sort of thing. Um, you could co collect new animal banditos and accumulate gold. But uh -huh. it's a sort of weird Mexican standoff kind of sort of tactics game with a puzzle mode as well. Actually looks really great. Aw, it so sounds I've, adorable. As they horribly murder each other with guns. Next. And last up, we've got Conquest of Elysium. Four. Yeah, yeah just like lots four. of these. Yeah, these oh. are turn they're turn based fantasy strategy games with a bit of roguelike in them, basically. And that I think is pretty much it. By the looks of it. Oh my goodness. I want to go play that Cinderella game so badly. What the <laughs> Yeah, shit go enjoy that. that. Cool, that's it. We're done. Cool. That wraps us up for the show. Thank you very much for watching, folks. I think we should be back on fairly regular schedules. So before we go on Jesse, do you have to leave now? You I said mean, you, you said to leave. Let's go, let's, let's go. All right, let's okay. Go, let's go, right, let's Jesse, go, what's go. coming up on your uh, channel this week? What's going on? Oh my god, StarCraft 2 is what's coming up on the channel. <laughs> That's literally it. All right, thanks. Jesse Great. Fan <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, Grendel, what's going on on the channel this week? What's going on? Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. You can buy my Crenslaw sweatpants. You can go to all my Twitch Hurry chat up, TV nerd. slash Grendor. More Blood Bowl. There's, uh, let's see. I'll probably make <laughs> some WoW leveling. I was going to do some other stuff, too. I mean, we're going to cover Hearthstone as well. The new Hearthstone thing's coming out. I'll throw in some more Blood Bowl. Uh, what else am I doing? Really, just buy the sweatpants. They're really comfortable. I wore them, like, half of BlizzCon. By half, I mean, like, the entire time. And uh, <laughs> I even wore them to our fancy steakhouse. And uh, I think they they didn't like the. I couldn't read the wine correctly, which, I mean, they were probably judging me already. Uh, there's up on TB's Twitter. Um, and then I think I was going to do something with Jesse, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, there's something else I wanted to promote. 
but I don't remember it right off the top of my head. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Hi, everybody. We're, we're I'm Dodger. You can find me. <laughs> up. He broke my overlay. What a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh Dodger, come uh, on You can yeah, all tie the world sorry. now I'm Dodger, I do visual novels and dating sims And other anime bullshit I do a weekly show about the games industry uh, God damn it. And some anime videos And you can find me on all the social medias At Dex Bonus And I stream pretty regularly now on twitch.tv Slash Dexterity Bonus Come hang out Great, Dodger's head's now three times the normal size this Perfect Perfect <laughs> Um, I don't know what's coming up this just, week. Channel, channel's still on. I'm just getting closer. Channel's still officially on hiatus until the 13th. I'm going to surgery and chemo tomorrow, so fuck all y'alls. I will probably be very miserable, but I'll maybe play Fallout and make myself more miserable. We'll see. Uh, but what I will say is the Sandisk uh, Shoutcraft Invitational 2 kicks off on Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern, and that's a three-day event with myself, Rotterdam, and Nathanius Casting. It's going to be the first big Legacy of the Void tournament with eight really great players. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to stream it here on twitch.tv slash TotalBiscuit. It's going to be great. If you miss any of the VODs, they'll be on youtube.com slash TotalBiscuit. And outside of that, uh, I'll be slowly getting back into the content creation. Hearthstone will definitely be coming. Port Report will definitely be coming for Fallout because I hear that's going to be great fun. And uh, need the battle with the legendary cards. We do need to, yeah. We, once we get that, uh, you know, those great cards, we definitely need to do another legendary deck. And yeah, yeah. Fallout 4, yes, uh, probably uh, there'll be more stuff uh, from the Legacy of the Void promo event that we did with Jesse. There's four more videos coming. There's supposed to be another one coming out today. We're just waiting for it to get through uh, approval from uh, Blizzard. And then there'll be four more of those and all that kind of thing. So there should be some content coming over the next few weeks, one way or the other, I imagine. Maybe we can do co-optional lounge again. Who knows? That would be great. <laughs> you, you know, actually, like, I, there's one thing I, I did want to talk about, since we have no reason to go ahead. Um, there was, <laughs> I played a few um, board games at the Legacy of the Void launch party, because here's what I'll say about Blizzard, right? They understand that nerds fucking hate loud music and bullshit. So yeah. they did a launch party for, like, mostly uh, casters and players and community guys. And Mike Morhaime hustling the fuck out of poker. And also hustling the fuck out of bowling, by the way. Don't go bowling <laughs> with Mike Morhaime. He is there cool, to destroy you. That's his purpose in life. But we <laughs> played a few games. Uh, Dodge, you remember playing um, Cash and Guns with us? Yeah. Yeah, we played uh, a few games of that. And we played with the special powers. And it got really cool. Because people started to figure out what, what the guy's strategies were. And started uh, bluffing and shit. And it was really great. If you haven't played Cash and Guns, play Cash and Guns. It's a game, game about pointing yeah, phone, phone guns fun. at people. Super fun. But there was one game I played, which we might play. It's quite a short game, a simple game, but it's really great, called For Sale. And it's super basic. It's about it's an auction game. So there are two rounds. The first round is you have like a certain number of coins, which you hide in your hand. And then you bid on property. Basically, you bid on the right to take the best property out of like three cards that get dealt. And each property has a value on it. So okay. if you bid the lowest, you, you can... It's almost its almost like poker. It's basically raising and folding. If you fold, you get half your money back. And then you take the lowest value card that's still on the board. Or you can keep bidding. And you have a certain amount of money for the entire thing. And you try and get as many high value properties as possible. But you've got to play pretty tactically because you'll never be able to get them all. And obviously, depending on like the spread of values, like maybe they deal out three cards. It's like, oh, this one's worth 11. This is worth 14. This is worth 16. Or sometimes, like, this is worth one, this is worth five, and this is worth 30. You know, so that's where, like, the serious bidding gets going. And you try yeah. and, like, play with your limited resource. And then the second round, 
you put face down those cards as value to buy currency cards. So you're basically selling the property again. And Is there you're... a way I can mess it up? Oh, you can completely mess it up. So Excellent. it's going to be amazing. It sounds <laughs> like, oh, that sounds really dull, but it's a really fun tactical kind of bluffing and auction game where you're trying to psych people out. So it's it's really cool. Uh, we should play that, definitely. But we'd love to do yeah. Lounge. Maybe maybe next Friday. I definitely can't do it this Friday, but maybe next Friday we'll see about doing a Lounge yeah. or something. Sounds That's, good. What are you doing? Yeah. I just, I keep glancing over and I see my Your face giant so face. big. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Krendor's in Jesse's window. Like, yeah, it's all yeah, broken. Everyone. It's all broken. I've changed my YouTube channel from Jesse Cox to Wild Krendor. You can also oh, go man. follow me on Twitter.com. That's terrible. Okay, that about wraps us up, folks. Thank you very much for watching the co-optional podcast. We should be back at around the same time next week. Thank you very much. And remember to tune in to the SanDisk Shoutcraft Invitational, which is kicking off on this channel Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. Woo. Goodbye. Woo. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.